Can I seriously ask for the intro music just so we get into the whole thing? Like, right. Yes. Yeah. No, can, like honestly. Do you want, hey, don't just do it now. Shane's asked for it. No, well, like, uh, uh, yeah, uh, I'm going to do it. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. A real celebrity. Yeah, man. What? You know I know. What I mean? th- thanks for coming on, Mike. Our first real celebrity. There you go. Yes. Come on, boys. You. I mean, the question is really. Damn. Would you play that? Yeah, of course I would. I was all right. Of course I would. Yeah. Come on. It's not your style, that, surely. <laughs> Listen, I've been a, a band for 25 years. It's not my style. So what's the difference? You know what I'm saying? Well, that's it. We go to work, we go to work. That's what we do. <laughs> so you need no introduction, right? Well, just in case. My name is Shane Lynch, and I was in a band for 25 years. <laughs> but apparently I didn't even like the music. It, what do you mean apparently? Is that something that other people say about you, or is that something that you've said? No, it's something I've said all, all along, I guess. Something I've always... It's never really been my forte or what I've listened to in my own car or... Pop you know. music. Yeah, it's not... Pop music is great for whatever it's great for. But for me, personally, um, I was more reared in kind of uh, hip-hop or reggae or... Okay. Yeah, generally American. More American influence okay. than anything else. So Boyzone was like an opportunity, a chance and a, you know, a career. Oh, yeah. <laughs> how, how did you manage that though? Because whoa, 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 whoa. Hold what? On. Hold on. What? We've got Marty. Oh yeah. Sorry, Mark. I mean, surely bigger celebrity. I know. Yeah. Surely. Well, this is well, I mean, AKA Mr. Joe Pasquale, <laughs> <laughs> AKA Mr. Mozzarella from he the Mozzarella family. <laughs> he actually Literally. is part relation to you know obviously um, when it comes to the hills of uh, Italy and stuff. So you have Bertoli and you have Mozzarella and you have you know the whole thing. Yeah. So they were in feud years and years back. The families that is. So he is true story. Part separation. No he, chance. The one of their his great 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 grandfather was with one of the Bar- uh, Bertelli, the whole butter thing and all that. Um, uh, we're getting gra- one. Uh, grandmother and no, are, no, you, no, are you making this up as you no, go along? No, 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 <laughs> Mozzarella no is a long relative of the the hills of you know. Them you literally just blow my mind. You yeah. are allowed to talk, you know. People and won't. Some pick say that I'm also related to Gino Di Campio. <laughs> <laughs> Di Campio. I don't know how you say it. Gino. So if you call him Gino, you got a bit of Italian in you, then, Marty? No, not at all. It's just something that Shane came up once upon a time with, and forever since then, every time he calls me, he goes, "How, how are you doing, Mr. Mozzarella?" <laughs> and I just say, "I'm doing good, thanks, mate." <laughs> but we like to we like to tell everybody the story, you know. It's, what is your name? Um, Paul, Paul, Thomas, Mott. Yeah. Paul Thomas Mott. 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 Motty. Very, very official. Right. Made famous by um, Keith Lemon. Yeah. yeah. He used to say that quite a lot, didn't he? <laughs> Mott, Mott, yeah. Mott, Mott, Mott. He did, and that's did not he? the first time I've heard that. Doesn't have that, yeah. <laughs> I'm just saying he was made famous by him. That was all. So can you explain to us why you are here, please? Is that, because that, I'm that, here to look good, apparently. He's yeah, the good-looking one, you know what I mean, yeah. in the band. Not to say a lot. It. Don't say nothing. Just let me do the talk and you look good. That's how we kind of roll it. Shane. In the city. <laughs> got this, Shane. Got you, got it? you got it? You got it? Come on, man. Tell him. Do you, know what, do you know what I think is quite funny? So the, the one person that I thought wouldn't want to speak about stuff, I said, what don't we speak about? Shane's like... Just say whatever, don't yeah. give a fuck. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, on the other hand. Oh, don't say this. Don't you say are, that. Oh, you can't say that. Oh, don't no. say it. Don't mention this. Don't mention that. So we're going to ask you all the, <laughs> the tricky questions. i got to rein him in, you see. <laughs> That's what it is, isn't it? So how are you involved with the set performance? Please do tell us. So um, I am basically the person that everybody seems to get on the telephone. Um, is that people, just to listen to your voice? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> yeah. I'm pretty good at talking usually. So um, yeah, people tend to contact me with their inquiries and so forth. And, you know, I deal with most of that side of it. And then obviously we've got a nice team here as well. And then 
from that kind of initial inquiry and that customer sort of face inside of things, then the rest of the guys kind of make make it happen, you know, and and, and get the work and, and stuff done. So, Which is yeah. a modest way of saying a lot. Like, don't forget, I know Marty, what, 15 years as much 16 as 16 years. 16 think, years, yeah. okay. And uh, so back in the day, Marty was part of a massive team called Japspeed and I drove for Japspeed. Uh, as they are drifted for Japspeed and Muddy was a part of that firm so I know Muddy a long long time so when we were building a SETI you need a great team behind you and Muddy was a part of that vision for a great team so don't underwrite yourself by just saying you're a lovely phone voice you know you're part of a great team moving forward in this great business there well, you go. You are the commentator of the drifting, right? Oh, oh yeah. Once upon a time that. I did do yeah. that yeah that's you are kind the voice. of believe it or not yeah so um, I met a friend of mine actually got sponsorship and was also a teammate of Shane's for a, a number of years. And, you know, you, you're around those racetracks and so forth. And then before you sounds know like, it... Sounds like a racetrack out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Can we shut that door down? Someone get the shutters, please. We'll Sweet. have to apologise. We are in a working <laughs> performance centre. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're doing so, our best. Yeah, and then it kind of got asked if I could do the commentary one particular event. I can't remember if someone wasn't able to do it or something. Right. And yeah, I did it. And then Smashed they it. never let me go. And I did it for years. And then... Yeah, one thing led to another and family life kind of took over and I kind of had to say goodbye to it. And then, yeah, I did another quick stint last year, which I, I know I saw you guys on. Um, oh, we got, mm. we, yeah, we got you. So for those who have watched our channel before, which I anticipate that everyone who's going to be watching this has watched our channel and most of the videos. So they will have seen you on the Three Sisters Drifting Day. That was right, wasn't it? That's right, yeah. Yeah. yeah and yeah, I remember one. we asked you some drifting questions and you didn't know the answer. <laughs> 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 hey, listen, I drifted for t 16 years. I couldn't tell you a thing about it. Yeah. You send it, you pull this thing beside you and you a little bit of that and you had to come four seconds at tort. I don't know. Or last. Or last. No, in which case Shane did tend to come first, second or third in fairness. You know, he was your uh, champion one year one year as well, oh, if I remember know. rightly. Um, took home a lot of trophies with Jap Speed, took home a lot of trophies. So, so when you were driving, uh, dr doing the drifting and you were commentating, did you was like, oh, Shane there, oh, he's such a good driver. I, I love Shane. You know, look at look at that positioning he's got there. Oh, he's doing some great clipping. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. We actually, I remember in the early phase, we used to get these big signs made up for us as commentators. And, you know, things were a little bit kind of more relaxed back then. And we were kind of, I remember being at a, a, a circuit called Landau where we were still practically in the middle of the circuit and they were coming towards you on entry we were like what are we doing here lads <laughs> and then if they spun out we used to call it a big fat zero so we had a massive side that just said big fat zero <laughs> and you know I think there might have been a couple of occasions I've seen Shane, Shane, Shane had a few yeah. of them you hell know, yeah. So. yeah hell yeah seeing loads of them no they all get treated the same um unless you're a celebrity no no Shane got treated exactly the same as everybody else just like you know I don't know actually I think I had a bit of edge <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I'll go with that yeah, yeah I'll go with that. Yeah. So, no, it's good it's good and like you know yeah known Shane a long time now and good. You know, have you still got friendship. have you still got his poster on the on the bedroom wall no signed it's in the office now <laughs> yeah. 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 they've got a few t-shirts signed in the past you know yes. yeah sold them on eBay you know. <laughs> genuine yeah, well, yeah, maybe a few times, yeah. <laughs> You've got to make some money, right? Yeah. You've got to make sure. some money off the back of a celebrity, surely. There's been some perks. Have you invited him on, like, these trips you've been going on? You know, the VIPs and stuff. You must have had loads of them over the years. Marty's a great man for the VIP stuff, because I don't like talking to anybody. So you just send him in, and he's, he's an absolute... <laughs> Chew your ear off Listen, this is the guy. He just to say, hey, how's it going? Right, introduce yourself. Nice to have you here. This is my friend Marty. <laughs> And when Motty's not available, <laughs> when Motty's not available, you just show up for twenty minutes. <laughs> is it? 
when what is not available, you got Nathan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah <laughs> Picking so all the phones. Shane, where are you, mate? I'm at the bar, mate. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, we did the uh, the previous podcast of this whilst Nathan yeah. from your bar, D13, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's the only one we've had to censor. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 we did. Because it's on the blinds? Or the... Uh, it's worse. Oh, really? We we'll tell you after. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We we'll tell you after. Do it off the podcast. Because... Not unprofessionally, though. Oh, no, 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 no. It was okay. in. It was. It was after a few beers. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and that's you know, the problem. You, know, right? you get a bit loose lips. Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It was funny though. It was funny, but it, it was, was just. Good. It was more because we didn't want to upset anybody. Okay. No, unintentionally. We so don't want me. What's good? So he's been speaking oh, shit about me, nah. has he? Oh, that no. what he <laughs> yeah, he was, he was like, that's Shane. Fuck uh, me. Can I see that guy? <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's, um... <laughs> but you, you don't actually like podcasts, do you? You don't like no, doing them because. But you said, so you know it's you guys, you, we'll do it. Yeah. Now you boys are different because, you know, when you start building, when I say relationships, when you start to get to know other people and cars and that's what we're into. When people just come to you for a podcast reason and we do a podcast, and no, fuck off, man. No, <laughs> boring. I'm not, just not even boring. It's like, do you know how many times I've told my story? Do you know how many times it's been a bit sat and like... I don't know, just off right off a script. You boys are a bit different. You, you, you know, you fly from the cuff, you have the crack, you're a good laugh, you know, yeah, you don't take anything that's it. Yeah, that's serious. You know what I mean? Yeah, you have a fucking laugh, and I think that's the crack about this. Definitely, Aye. and it all needs to be car related. But one thing I do want to want to go through because this is a lot about you guys, and it's a lot about a city. Uh, because I think it's important for people to know exactly what this place because it's still it's still new. Yeah, how long have you been established now, a city? Yeah, so eight months of that, I think. Yeah, we. So Shane being Shane and you know, a celebrity like he is did kind of like a kind of TV show thing here for a few months during COVID, you know, um, <laughs> yeah. and like you do, you know, you decide to say, oh, COVID, let's do a TV show. Yeah. Um, and, you know, had some fun with that. And then we started to turn it around in March last year. Um, and we did a launch, kind of a soft launch at the time. Was it early um, as that, was it? Yeah, that's when it was, March. Jeez, time And then boy. July the 4th was when we actually kind of did our, what, what we called our official open day at the time, um, and it kind so of... that's when John Barnes was here. And, yeah. Um, okay, that sounds better to you. That's what I'm thinking. He was thinking, like, March was that day. No, so yeah, March okay, was when okay, we fine. started to turn July. it around. Right, okay, yeah. Right, yeah. Back in the game, back in the game. So that's what I thought. So that was a quick year, man. I know, yeah. Jeez. It was. Like, you know, it's gone fast, hasn't it? Really? It has, yeah. but you know, it's been four years in the making, a city. Four years in the making. Like, uh, myself and my business partner, you know, we we spoke about this for, for, for the time of when I was living down south in London, um, kind of looking at different venues, what are we going to do it down south, what are we going to do it up north? Um, and eventually, I, I moved up here like three years ago. And even to find the right venue to make a city was very, very difficult. And the reason for that was, it was as simple as the road in and the road out. It was as simple as the, the fence that surrounded it, the, you know, the barn, what it looked like, the, the, the garage, the shed, the, the floor. Everything was so, so important about this. Um, and I think eventually when we arrived here, it was the perfect, perfect spot. Like, you know, Marty, you've been to lots of other establishments all around the kind of Cheshire um, trying to find a city and what it was going to be, and what we believed in. And yeah, that's why it took so long, mm. four years in the making. Fair play. Because it needed to be right. I mean, I've heard from a few people that you are very particular about <laughs> how things look and how they need to be and things like that. Not in a bad way. Yeah. That's, you know, it's attention to detail, isn't yeah. it? And, 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 you know, that's absolutely bang on. Where did the name Assetti come from? That's what I want to know. Oh, I've absolutely no idea. Well, Assetti actually is an Italian name. Yeah. <laughs> like <must've> mozzarella. <laughs> it's very, very similar. It must have been from your side of I the family, surely. Yeah. <laughs> so who actually come up with the name? 
Uh, my business partner came up with a name, and right. it actually does. It's kind of has uh, links to motorsport, but it also means um, to impress. It means and um, to grow, to to do. It, it's kind of to to change. It means a lot of different things, and that's right. what we do here. We're here to you know uh, enhance things. You take your best cars in the world, and we make them better. You know, we're, we're a tuning center. Mm. But you don't just tune, do you? you? Do you do other stuff like the the uh, the wrapping and stuff like that? PPF. Yeah, you know, and just on that, I suppose, lyric of mouth rapping, uh, we don't do any car rapping here whatsoever. Oh, and, and the reason really? I say that is because you get a PPF um, guy who, who, you know, installer, let's call a PPF installer, and, he, you know, you compare, the, compare him to a car rapper, he'd be very offended. It's oh, a really? very different skill. Really? Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like saying to a rock and roll star, oh, you're in a pop band. <laughs> Same shit right there. You know, what the fuck are you talking about? What's that yeah. mean? So, you know, on, so, on those kind of... Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so you don't do rapping here? No, we don't why rap cars here. Why don't you rap? You're not just not... Not I think there's plenty of there's plenty of great uh, firms out there mm. that we know plenty of yeah. great firms out there yeah. actually in within Cheshire and, and and whatnot. But I think the PPF side of things is a, a little more high end. It's a little more um, to the next scale of uh, protecting your your baby really. Mm-hmm. And car wrapping is a color change. Car wrapping is a is a is a lifestyle, a, a quick thing. It's you know I fucking hate car wrapping, and I don't mean that. In a, I, I've had so many cars wrapped, I'll never wrap one again in my life. I really want the amount of times bleeding door handles are broken, clips are gone, and things. Are, you don't find that till two two years later. Yeah. <laughs> two yeah. years later, when you're trying to make it all good, and the guy goes, "Yeah, but this is broken. That's broken." You're like, "Oh my god!" Yeah. But there's some great guys out there doing it. I've had some bad experiences, and I'll never do it here. That's for sure. Oh, that's fair, fair enough. Play. Well explained. Well, to be fair, when you're spending, I mean, some of these cars, how much is that turbo S there? About 180 grand, 200 grand, how much yeah. are they? Yeah, one yeah, eighty. So surely for that kind of money, you'd, you'd want it in the colour that you, you originally want it. Yeah. That's how yeah. I say, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like I, that's the colour I, I wanted it to come and because, you know, so you're then enhancing or protecting the colour that you've chosen for your £200,000 car or, or whatever it Absolutely. is. Absolutely. That's yeah. what PPF is, paint protected film, yeah. plain and yeah. simply. Fair play. That yeah. makes that makes perfect sense. And it comes back to the thing: if you do get paint chips, you can't color match it. So the color you did buy the car in, you can't match it back up to that color. Well, you've tried, haven't you? Because I know, I know <laughs> from experience, it's hard work, yeah. especially on Nissan paint. White That's GTR, seventeen different shades really? on the same car. On the same car. <laughs> Yeah. And it's like the colour at the front of the car is different to the colour at the back. Mm. Right. Seriously. Right? It is oh, really yeah. bad. Yeah, yeah. Just really got to stop rubbing like lamppost and walls when you're parking. <laughs> what, that was, other vehicles. That was the focus there. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know the one that you guys got rid of. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. which the guy has still got. He yeah. has actually, yeah. yeah. He's, cool, he's still got it, doing track days, and he's, yeah, mm. he's buzzing. So, the last one of the last cars you did on that, it's still being, because the guy did one ticket, 799. Really? And he was like, oh, yeah. I think I say that on every podcast. You I do say that on every podcast. But I'm yeah. happy about that. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, because you get a lot of people that win these cars and then will just sell them and then look to try and win another and just sell mm. it. And they're, they're purely in it for money. This guy, you know, was made up. I remember asking him right there and then, you know, are you keeping this car or what? Are you selling it? And he was like, no, no, I'm definitely keeping it. Yeah, and he good. asked the guy, it's a it year a or project, so later. It was, a fun, it was a fun project, kept, kept us busy whilst we planned this. And like, going back to what Shane said before, you know, we looked at a lot of different kind of units and properties that we were looking to move into and, and we actually were pretty much pulling the trigger on, on a unit uh, elsewhere, yeah. uh, about 20 miles away from here. Actually right. in Nutsford, um, where yeah. the bar is. Oh, yeah, okay. yeah, where yeah, 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 that could have Before been Before the bar that is. And COVID, um, at the time, the government had said, you know, you couldn't kind of evict a tenant at the time and the tenant obviously was struggling to kind of pay the bills, which right. is a shame, you know, but... Um, but actually, you know, when we look back now, we, we would have outgrown that unit already. Really and, quick. You know, it's... 
you know, we did the right thing and we kind of have a little bit of a, a sort of an, a, like an analogy of belief as well about the stars aligning, you know, mm-hmm. like... Um, yeah, there was a reason for it. Yeah, exactly. And I think that, you know, we just, we did the right thing and we're here now and Shane's vision of what he wanted to create, like aesthetically, like you were saying, is, yeah. is wholeheartedly, you can see it here in what we've created, you know, it's... Uh, with the, sort of the colour side of things, with the flooring, the walkway that's marked out in, in black, you know, when if anybody ever comes, they'll be able to see it. When he go up to the waiting room, we thought Shane was mad when he said he wanted to cover the walls, the floor, and the ceiling in wooden floor, but it looks <laughs> mega. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Um, and then he said he wanted a snap-on toolbox as a tea trolley, which seems a very expensive tea trolley. But <laughs> uh, again, you know, if don't even drink tea. Yeah. <laughs> so what am I doing? <laughs> so we had to we had to forklift that up at first and build a room around it. Yeah, you know? but, oh yeah, I never thought I would have held him going get anything yeah, out. We're never going to get out, mate. We're doomed. Do you know what makes me laugh though? It's like most people would set up um, a performance center and have some sort of budget. Yeah. You guys are just like, ah, oh, fuck it. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just, How much is that? Don't, don't look at the price. Yeah, just yeah. do it. Don't tell me. Just put it in, please. As long yeah. as it looks good. That's what yeah, yeah. Is. That's it. So you, you've you spent a lot of money on, well, whoever spent the money, you and your partner and everything else. What What is your position in there? Sort of like financially, you're not getting, you, are you manager of this place? Yeah, I, I'm just a, an, effectively an employee. I'm a, you called me the general manager or the sales director, or however you want to word it. I, you know, okay. ultimately, we're a team, we're a family. You know, we're all on yeah. a level playing field, and yeah. that's how I will always be with any of the other staff members, whether it be you know, a videographer. Yeah. We have a full time videographer in house. You know, for ultimately to to show off what we do effectively and create awareness and. You know, from whether it be technicians or PPF installers or, you know, um, the guys that run the dyno and, and, and do all of our ECU tuning and stuff, we're all on a level playing field. Um, no hierarchy in here. Other than really answering to, I suppose, the directors, you know, and... Um, the big gaffers. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, is because we've known each other so long and, you know, we are literally friends outside of work as well. We support yeah. one another no matter what happens, whether it be during our working lives or our personal lives, we we just come together as a collective and it's good because we can bounce off one another and, you know, put everything out there and say, look, what what is the best decision for us? And sometimes you don't kind of get it right, I guess, but, you know, we might overspend on something that you might don't, you don't really kind of need to spend that much on. We always overspend on everything. But, yeah, mm-hmm. don't you know it? <laughs> We're also That's creating, life, yeah. we also creating kind of a, something that's never really kind of been created out, I wouldn't say, in the UK, you know? Um, well, that brings me on, because I wanted to know, uh, there's a lot of, we go to hundreds of different garages and different places, we've been we've been loads of, and when you walk in here, straight away, you're like, wow, this place is is nice, like, this is, is pristine, it's clean, you can see that it's at the, the much higher end. So who, obviously I know, but for the people at home, who are you aiming this towards? Like, what is your sort of, What's your, would you say, your market sector, your niche? I, w- I wouldn't alienate anybody from a city whatsoever. Uh, our marketplace and our niche is really whoever wants to come through the door, although we are high-end yeah. as a marketplace. But um, we wouldn't be ruling out what the kind of cars you boys are driving, like what's right behind us here. I mean, yeah. you're drawing a line at that, surely. <laughs> no, 10-year-old no, Merc. You're talking to someone like me who loves 10-year-old Mercs. Yeah, like yeah. I lo- you know, I, I'm, I'm about that life. Like, my car collection is vast and wide. I don't, I, I'd rather have 10 cars at 100 grand than... 
one out of a million, you know what I mean? So that's just the way oh, I Oh, yeah, am. yeah, we're the same, yeah. aren't we? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So oh, I can't yeah. alienate those guys, <laughs> do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, of course. So, so I think as we grow, we, we're finding our feet, and we're finding our feet from word of mouth. We're finding our feet that whoever's been through the store has told their friend who has another whatever yeah. they have and has told their friend has told their friend so it's a lot of it has been that and great customer service because of Moti and you know the boys in here who, who are doing a great job and and we really haven't pushed massively on kind of promo on this place people know about it and now we're going to start gathering this year in particular more kind of uh, car clubs come and have meets come and have you know teas coffees dino days and that kind of stuff and and grow it that way grow it when i say organically just I want people to come here like like you guys. You look around here and go, flipping hell, this is a nice gaff. Yeah. And then when you go and tell someone, nah, mm. that's a nice gaff. Yeah. And I want them to come and see that for themselves. And that's really how it's happened, you know? Yeah. And it is a good location. Yeah. You know mm. where it is. And yeah, it is. Um, we we come here for that um, day you did, when the open day. Uh-huh. Yeah. And we was outside. You've got a massive car park. And obviously it's big inside. So it is perfect for that. You can have a lot yeah, of people yeah. here. You can have entertainment. And people like that now. It's like... Um, no, it's like a cars and coffee type yeah. type thing. People can just come on a Sunday, chill out, because you've got the Porsche thing on yeah, Sunday. Yeah, we've got an event on Sunday for Porsches only. It's a, We actually do the paint protection film for two uh, of the local Northwest uh, Porsche dealers. Um, so we've got a lot of Porsche clients and customers that know of us as well uh, and collected cars from us and so forth. So like obviously the paint protection film is kind of one sort of side of the business and then kind of the performance and tuning uh, sector is kind of the other. Mm. Um so, it, like Shane was saying, then we we're not kind of discriminating anybody for any of the you know what vehicle they drive. Although a lot of what we do is high end stuff, it doesn't mean someone like me who drives a Golf R could come in here for ECU calibration and PPF on the car. You know, like yeah, yeah, yeah. We've PPF'd all sorts. What about a Golf GTI? Do you draw the line there, mate? <laughs> no, 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 like believe it or not, what about a Corsa. Let's do it, Corsa. We've actually we've Stop actually been it. asked to PPF a Vauxhall Corsa E, an electric Corsa. One one thing that amazed me about electric cars is the instant power. Mm. There's no there's no thinking. You know, you're coming to overtake something. There's no thinking around what gear am I in, and you just foot down and off you go. There's no sort of, and I suppose that's what you mean with the um, with. The, you need to learn to work with it as opposed yeah. to against it because it's doing a lot for you. You've just sort of got to go with that a little bit more rather than go. Actually, no, I want to do that. That's that's what I want to do. Totally but, agree. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. I think that's the thing with electric cars. I, I mean. Can you remember the e-tron GT we drove? Yeah, yeah. It even yeah. had a rumble. I don't know. If, we have never driven a Taycan. Ty- uh, right. You wouldn't think he was in an electric car. It had noise. Yeah, like it's an weird. En- like an engine noise, even though it's pumped. Mm. I know the one pumps it in. Yeah, I but think that's what that, I was doing. It was, it was amazing. I don't know. It, it just seemed like it was just noisy, wasn't it? Yeah. The okay. infrastructure's a pain in the ass as well at the minute. Yeah. Charging, just nowhere to charge them up. Yeah, pain in the ass. But yeah, I think eventually we'll uh, we'll get there, won't we? I think we're gonna have to, aren't we? Eventually, but um, town cars. Listen, town cars all day long. Yeah, long yeah. journey cars don't bury a hole. You know yeah. what I mean? That's the way I see it. Yeah, it? definitely. So if you have an electric car, you just need two. Not two <laughs> electric cars. You need one electric and one regular car, right? <laughs> yeah, because, agreed. Yeah. Because what's yeah. interesting is we're sat in a dyno cell talking about electric cars. Like, <laughs> is that going to see this business short-lived change? I don't no. know. No. Like, it's not. And no. actually, it's funny, you know, where we did a... You went to an event, I remember, and I wasn't able to go at the time, but uh, a place called Gatemill, which, Cabin, if yeah. I remember, is Norway, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and over there, they have, like, huge tax implications when they modify vehicles and so forth. So really? So, basically, like, some of the cars there were Gatemill, which is, like, a racetrack. Yeah. Um, They've, they've spent like, you know, three, four hundred grand on like an Audi RS3. 
no disrespect, lads. You didn't, I'm not saying you need to spend <laughs> that. Oh, yeah. But that's because they can't have that on the roads. So, like, ultimately, if electric cars kind of take over, none of these petrol vehicles are just going to get scrapped and disappeared. No. They're just going to become collectible items, and people are going to use them in a different manner. Mm. And they're going to get them out for a reason or a purpose, and they'll want to maintain them more, and they'll want to do different things to them and make them different. And it's, look, just, it's like a piece of art. Fuel isn't is it? never going away. No. no. Fuel is never going away. Certainly not in our lifetime. And if you look at, like, a good friend of mine, uh, owns a, a big haulage company and you know he was he was telling me about his new electric truck and he was like the amount of money he paid for it and the amount that's actually going to bring back to him it can never pay for itself yeah so visually you know it, it's you have to do it because this is what we all have to do in life for your carbon footprint and all that but actually he was saying the, the way the diesel engines are coming up now the, the the amount of progression in them are nearly as good as the electric engine as you were just saying about mm. price for uh, you know a penny for 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 miles and stuff and I think um, yeah it will never be gone it's never, the, only, the only thing for me is electric cars there's two things at the moment electricity is ex expensive yeah because you said when you went to do the Audi thing they were basing it on seven pence per kilowatt yeah 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 so yeah but I remember at that, the yeah. moment peak for us peak you kilowatt is 40 pence wow and so that's nowhere even near. No. So if you think our fuel prices have gone up, which they have, then bitter so, you know, <laughs> fucking, I'm pissed off. Absolute, I'm well pissed off. This is what happens, though. The more money you get, the more you whinge about spending it. <laughs> well, you should be whinging the most. <laughs> next, 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 he'll be telling us he's vegan or something. Yeah. <laughs> After me, double um, chicken sandwich or whatever it was. <laughs> Chicken sandwich Big Mac. Your plant Mac. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's it. Yeah. You boys do eat well here, actually, don't you? You know, McDonald's, chippies. Oh, we went to yeah. the chip. Yeah, we did. We had you, a, you a I think the time before, we had a, we have a Five Guys as well. Oh, we did. Ooh, that was in the back of, um, might have been your pickup, actually. Probably was. Yeah. 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 But that's what, you, what we were saying before about uh, lifestyle and stuff and being able to do stuff. It's only when you're able to do it. So we're out on the road a lot, coming different places. You, you end up eating shit food. Course it's just do. what happens. Yeah. If you was at home, I've been in like this week and I've, well, at home, I've eaten some nice stuff. I've been having toast instead of bacon <laughs> on toast. <laughs> you know what I mean? Between I, two. That's healthy, that. You've changed. That's well healthy. You have changed. But yeah, when we come out and about, we just, we eat what we can. Just Look, smash and grab. Mm. Yeah, just in case yeah. my missus, you know, ever listens to this, yeah, yeah. I, I eat my meal prep that she provides me on a daily basis. Yeah? Okay. Um, however, there is a few occasions, so please accept my apologies, you know, to my missus. Ah, okay. We'll which one's this now? Which one we on now? Don't go Because we only seen you last week. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Um, Shane, however, likes to come in on a Friday, don't you? And hopefully his missus is listening to this as well right. for, you know, what is... Chippy Friday. Chippy Friday, man. Yeah. Chippy Friday. Now, well, I missed out well, today. But. Unfortunately, what happens is he usually comes between, I don't know, maybe in hours of 11 till 2. It's pretty much his working hours. Okay. <laughs> and then, Sounds like someone else. And, and, I, I, respect, and I just happen to have gone to the Chippy <laughs> at quarter to 11. And then he gets here. I walk through the door. Well, actually, I'd pull up in the car park, realise his car here, walk through the door, and I'm already grovelling. Yeah. <laughs> and I sit there and I've got that look as if to say, Yes, <laughs> you forgot the chippy. Mm. So yeah, you're just trying to do him a favour. I send him a text now, say, "Are you coming in today?" You do actually, yeah. no, but, and he does do me a favour at the same time. I'm actually secretly uh, joyous about the fact that I don't have chip out there in front of me when he when he does come in. <laughs> However, I'm annoyed he forgot me. <laughs> but deep down inside, I'm like, "Thank fuck for that." Do you ever, see being that right? Do you ever worried that you're going to get fired? You know, for doing <laughs> stuff like that, thinking, oh, shit, I forgot, forgot the chip. Weekly. You know what I mean? <laughs> Weekly. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm just so reliant on the fact that we've been friends for so long that I think, yeah. you, you know. So what do you reckon you could get away with here and not get, like, because obviously you have a partner, right? So I'm thinking, say, say you blew a hundred grand car up 
and it was complete write-off. Obviously, it's oh, insured, right? I, I'm not that's, a problem at all. Fine. Lads will fix it, yeah? Yeah. If I left the plates in the sink, oh, I'm guts <laughs> for garters, yeah? And, you know, that's because, again, like, we've created, you know, ultimately, a, like, a million-pound facility, and we can't believe in, you know, bits of oil kind of in cans knocking around and, you know, plates in the sink, you know? Yeah. It's, that and isn't who we are, and that's not what we've created. And obviously, I'm joking, saying blowing a car up, you're not going to do that here, no. obviously. Because you're all professionals and you, know what, and you know what you're doing. I mean, the, the C63, it's fine. Did three runs. Well, yeah. Still going. Well, I'm not sure. You've not <laughs> moved it from there yet. I, I mean, literally think, where I'm finished. not sure whether the camera can see it, but I think if we look behind us, you can actually see that the end power run was what? 455.8? That's the one. Yeah, and the yeah. camera can see it. Yeah, yeah there yeah, you go. 455.8 on Can't how many miles? That. 145, yeah. 145,000. Yeah. What was it, the, the, the highest mileage car you could find at the time? Because you only buy... Well, it's, it's just the cheapest one. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, Which yeah. is the highest mileage. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the thing is, uh, with cars, if you're going to buy one yourself, when, when it comes to mileage, it's the only thing that really drops the value of a car. It could have a, it could have a big scratch across the bonnet. Mm. Oh, it's got 10,000 miles. It's a mint to that. Yeah, yeah. Because it's like... So that's why we buy high mileage cars because they're the cheapest ones. And it's thing for us, it's just YouTube. Yeah. I would never buy that personally, even though I bought that personally. <laughs> I would never buy that personally. I would never buy that personally, although I did yeah. actually. I did actually buy that, yeah. yeah. Now I know you said that you, we weren't asked to ask you questions. Oh, here we go. But if you buy the highest mileage car because it's the cheapest, which yeah. let's be honest is the reason for it, you make a little yeah. noise. Sorry, mate. I'm, I'm trying to get myself talking here. Sorry, go on, Martin. Um, it, you know, you then go and, and I know you've got the channel, and obviously you do it for the channel as say. well. I know exactly. what But you probably say. spend three times the amount on repairing it, you lads. Mm. Well, without talking about ourselves, I'll just tell you the, the RS4, the first one we bought, we had the same conversation at yeah. the beginning of YouTube. We did. Ben was like, "I want to buy an eighty thousand mile one." I said, "No, let's get one hundred and sixty thousand mile because <laughs> we'll have problems with it." Yeah. And then we've got loads of content, right. and we have had problems. With it. <laughs> yeah. you know, and we have loads had loads of, loads of content. content. Loads we, of content. But the thing is, as well, sometimes I think when you look at cars, maybe not. Not, not this yet, maybe in another 10 years. But when you look at like the E46 M3, for instance, that, that Lee's got, and that's 140 odd thousand, isn't it? Is it something yeah, like yeah, that? Yeah, Miles? yeah, yeah. Similar to that. And it was cheap, it was less than 10 grand. But if you was to buy one that was, say, 40, 50, 60, 70,000 miles, you'd almost feel guilty driving it because you're like, ah. You, and it's the it, same and, car. And it was double the price, exactly the same car. Chances are you'll have had similar sort of issues with it as well. And because it still drives like shit because it's 20 years old. Mm. So, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, so. Sometimes you look at these cars and they're really, really expensive. And then you look at it and go, I feel a bit guilty driving that around now because it's a low mileage example. It's min. And, yeah. you know, people say to us all the time, go and get, go and get a, a Escort Cosworth or, or something like that. Unbelievable cars to look at. The majority of the ones out there now that are silly money, 60, 70, 80,000 pound. I've got, I mean, how much is, how many miles has Sean's got on it? 20, 22,000 or something. Oh, like it will be massive money, yeah. And the thing is, you're not going to drive it because no. every mile you put on it, Deep the price is coming yeah, down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's like, I may get in the enjoyment mm. from driving it. And let's be honest, I mean, I love Ford stuff. I, you know, I'm the biggest Ford fanboy you'll get. It's still a Ford. It's going to drive like shit. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's going it, to, they're old cars. Yeah. I mean, what are they, the 30 odd years old? Something like that. So, I mean, they're stunning to look at, aren't they? Garage so, yeah. Queen. I actually went to Castle Coombe on Monday with a friend of mine. I went down on Sunday night um, and he actually drove all the way from good old Manchester yeah. Uh, yeah. up in the north. Best Manchester place in the world. To Castle Coombe, which is the worst drive what, ever. Really? Yeah. And he did it in his it's Escort Cosworth. <gasps> and I'm no not way. joking. I was, you know, I was in the golf next to him and we were driving at pace Could you keep uh, on a couple of occasions. In, in, it was like 10 o'clock at night, 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. 
and it, it goes. Yeah, quick. Yeah. Has he done anything to it? Is it yeah, complete, it's, has it's, it's, he's, he's, he's fully it refurbished it completely. Right. Like so, the whole kind of body and everything got completely restored. Yeah, and then he did all of that, sort of the engine side of it, and typical Ford, you know, blew up the engine in doing so. So at that point, it's like I'm gonna throw a few quid at it, but. In the dark on like the M5 when there's no like kind of you know the 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 lighting's kind of all turned off because it's late at night and yeah unfortunately he's a fashionably late person and we didn't leave on time okay um he had to leave the keys on the top of the counter for us because the hotel had gone to bed <laughs> anyways <laughs> um it just looked amazing with the big stunning aren't they whale yeah. fin on the back stunning looking yeah. cars oh, and. I just kept driving along alongside it and kind of pull alongside it and then pull alongside it and then he'd pull alongside me and I was like, every time I just kept looking and going, such a good It is car. appreciation though when you see them on the road. It's like yes. anything, you know? Yeah. When you see something on the road that you shouldn't see on the road or sh absolutely should see on the road. Yeah, you're not going to see many of them. Yeah, that's it. It's yeah. just like, yes. And I tell you what, you don't see much of the massive locks they have to put on the steering wheels. Tell yeah, me he's got yeah. that one. Yeah, he's yeah, got he that. has. Because yeah. that's the only way to secure them. Yep. Because you can nick them with a bleeding lollipop stick, can't you? That's the problem. What was really funny is when I first, when he first got that car and I first saw it uh, and I was like, oh, mate, can I have a go with it? And he's like, yeah, of course you can. So I think I was like, this is epic. So we went for a drive. Yeah. Um, and I got in it to drive it. And I was like, I just opened the window. I was like, right, why is the cassette player missing, mate? It was like typical because <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cassette player's been nicked, <laughs> 90s car. And it, honestly, it does drive really well. But yeah, we went to Castle Coombe and then he thrashed it round track all day. So I was like, fair, fair play. play. Yeah, fair play. I'd you shake know? that guy's hand. Yeah. Because the majority of people now with cars like that, they'll, they'll sit in a garage and they'll never ever move. No, and no. you'll go in there and you'll look at it and be like, oh my God, that looks amazing. And then that's it. And you'll show your mates occasionally and you'll take pictures of it, stick it on Instagram. And it's a massive shame in it for cars like that. And that's the only reasons to why, not that I can afford, I can't afford one anyway, but if I did, if I could afford one, I still don't think I'd get one because I'd feel guilty to drive it. Then I'd feel guilty not minute. driving it. You're driving you know around I mean? in a £60,000 RS3. Yeah. So you could drive around in a £60,000 Escort Cosmos. Well, yeah. no, no, because I'm a, I'm a cheapskate. And I, <laughs> oh, you're not a chav? No, I'm, I'm a little bit. You've got to be a bit chav. I'm from Stoke-on-Trent. We're all chavs. But... <laughs> I can finance my RS3, mate, which is exactly what I do. You're not going to be financing Yeah, you a, can finance an Escort Cosmos. I'm, I'm a, not, yeah, it's HP that. Though, not, it? It's not a PC and all that shit. They're all yeah, talking about. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, yeah, 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 HPs yeah, yeah, and yeah. payments for me, mate. What's interesting is that guy on. actually does own a finance company, does car finance. And really? he, had a, yeah. he had a Series 1 Escort RS. Uh, he had the Cosi nice. uh, and he'd had a few other things. And the reason he did that, and he is lucky enough to own some, like, you know, supercars and amazing cars. Nice cars he yeah. spent four years battering Ford's head to try and get a Ford GT. And I was actually I sat with, is, yeah, yeah, I was sat with him one night, uh, yeah. having some food for a friend's birthday. And he got this email and he went, oh, look at this, Motti. I was like, what is it? And he's like, basically it was from, this, so there's one person who selects who gets a Ford GT. Um, and he had this thing. I said, that's a letter asking you to buy one. I said, all right, amazing. He's like, all the lads are going, no, it's not, it's not. I better send it to everybody. I'm like, you've got allocation there. Wow. Mm. So he contacted him the following day and he said, yep, you've got allocation. And he had a few options you could choose from. And he chose what was called a heritage edition. So there's only 50 worldwide and three in Europe, two in the UK. Wow. He's got one of them. And they said, right, no problem. It was £680,000. And he told him he needed a £400,000 deposit by the end of the week. He was nice. like... 
But he is very lucky enough to own one. Yeah. Um, fair so he got his deposit yeah. together then. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> he yeah. must have done, yeah. Yeah, yeah he got his wow. deposit together and then it was a, it was a long wait and the, he got the box and we all opened the box together which got all these things to oh, select really? it with like little wheels nice. and everything. It was, nice. Yeah, a mega experience. Well, yeah, I bet. Talking about expensive cars, I've got a couple of questions here. What is the most expensive car you've bought, both of you? Obviously, um, that doesn't mean it's the best car. <laughs> Definitely not. And what is the best <laughs> car you've ever bought? You know. Do you know, uh, on price on cars, unfortunately for me, I've, I've always gone and bought something and spent and spent and spent on top of it. So I, I couldn't tell you <laughs> the most expensive amount of money I've spent, uh, the amount of money I, I, I spent on one car because I spent a lot of money on all my cars because I, I like them to be modded to fuck. And yep. I always have done as a kid, and that's why I don't go and buy, like I said, the million pounder and then chop it up. I'm not quite there. I will get there where I'll, I'll chop up a million pound car, but I'm not there just yet. So I'm just chopping up the hundred granders at the moment and yeah. make it, making them what I want them to be, if that yeah. makes sense. But what you're saying is it's better to, yeah, to have a few yeah. that you like rather than just one yeah. expensive yeah. one. So what is, um, what's the best car you've, you've owned? You, you reckon the most enjoyable and... Whatever, maybe even practical. Yeah, no, like do that. you know what? Recently, well, in the last three, five years or so, I bought a, a stopover car. I basically had a G-Wagon, it was my wife's. I drove it to a showroom to order a new one. And uh, the guy went, hey, what are you doing with that one? I says, the new one's not coming for a year. And he goes, I'll give you good money for that. I was like, all right. He goes, if you leave it today. I was like, all right, cool. So, <laughs> so I sold my wife's car. And, and I said, shit, what am I going to do? Did you but, ring her to say I'm selling it? Hell no. <laughs> That's nah, for forgiveness. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I know what I'm going to do. So I bought a, uh, uh, what you call it, a Cayenne, a Porsche Cayenne, diesel yeah. Porsche Cayenne, 13 plate Cayenne. Yeah. As a quick stop, because the new, the new G-Wagon's coming, and I still have it to today. Best car I've ever owned for a long time. Well, that's what, that's what you're coming today. That's what I'm coming today. Yeah, my wife's yeah. car. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's your go-to car. Go-to. Uh, that and uh, my van, actually. My, my van, I'm a van lover. I've always had a van since uh, my, one of my first wagons at 17 years old. Either, either a pickup truck or a van. That's that's who I am. That's the, I'm that kind of lad. And in amongst my fleet, whatever I jump in in the day, is either a Cayenne or a Viano. <laughs> that's, that's me. Nice. Yeah. We were humble that, guy. We were saying that we wanted guy. one of them. We were, we, when we hit the big time, hopefully, which isn't too far off, like we're, we're open, aren't we? Well, but when we do, I'd love to have one of them, V, not a V-Class. Is that the same as a Viano? V-Class, yeah. V-class, yeah. yeah. Might be I'd class love, there, yeah. Yeah, I'd love to have something like that, yeah. you know, that's like decked out of all uh, the, the massaging. Yeah, yeah. yeah you know, so you don't have to drive stuff. or do anything. Tellies, yeah, yeah. Jeeves, do us a favour, mate. Just take <laughs> us to a set it down the road, will you? And then we can, you know... Beer, beer up and... Yeah, 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 yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> that's it, isn't it? Mac is in the back. Mac yeah, I'd love, I'd love that. I would love that. It'd be well, that's the life, isn't it? Mm. We try. Cool. Motty. Oh, Go great. On. Here we go. Yeah. So my car buying experience hasn't necessarily <laughs> been that exciting, if I'm honest. I could <laughs> probably do it on like one me, hand. <laughs> <laughs> What's your first car? Um, yeah. I had a Vauxhall Corsa SXI, brand new. Nice. It was not bad for, for being 17 years old. Nice. For your first yeah, car. That's nice. Hey, that's, that's yeah. brave. That's I, then, I then got really brave and went French. I got a Citroen C2 GT. It was a limited edition. It was all right, actually. I quite was enjoyed it, it. It was red. I ripped all the back seats, the car. I filled it. it with speakers, <laughs> and uh, it was 159.7 decibels. Was it, in max, was it in max power, that? What? Sorry. It was <laughs> yeah. Do you know, it was, it was back in those days. Yeah. And imagine you spend most of your time on McDonald's car parks with... <laughs> Funny, you know, like I used to run the cruise scene back in the day. <laughs> In my local area. Why does yeah? that not yeah. surprise me? And that my phone way. bills were massive because there was no social media or WhatsApp <laughs> back in the days. Forums only. Yes. Yes, back in the days. <laughs> um, I then um, 
did some time or a stint working for a few car dealerships, Toyota mainly, which, see, you get a company car. Yeah. And I lived a mile away from the dealer. So the kind of dealer principal, GM, whatever you want to call them, was like, look, Motty can have the best of everything, like Amazons, you know, Land Cruisers, the yes. lot. Yes, not putting miles No, on no, it. I didn't want to pay the car tax on it. So I used yeah. to get a little automatic Igo. It was amazing. <laughs> I love that car. Wow. Um, then I got a Golf R, Mark 7. Yeah. Uh, I had a F56 Mini Cooper S. That was cool, nice. quite like that. Yeah. Um, and then I I had a little bit of a stopgap, which was an, a Mark 1 Audi TT Quattro Sport. Very um, nice. With the, the pole position Recaro bucket seats. You've got to get them. Like, <laughs> yeah, did you have air when you had that car? No, no. Must have had, surely. <laughs> no, no, no. Yeah, you definitely had. No. I can't imagine Marty with there, can you? No. 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 I met him here. I looked a bit like Marv. <laughs> out, I looked a bit like Marv out home alone. Yeah. Um, or, or as many of your viewers think, Joe Pasquale. Yeah. Uh, or in fact, actually, one of you know the other director calls me Bert at the moment. I think Bert. out of is it the Sesame Street or something? I just, I just take whatever name it is if I'm honest with you. Bert, yeah. So you uh, just get you well, just get all the verbs. Oh yeah, of course. You need to be Bert. You need pajamas on, don't you? <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> thankfully I'm wearing a uniform today. Something that I often get in trouble for not wearing. But um, and then yeah, I've kind of uh, I got rid of that recently, and um, yeah, circumstances changed a little bit and. 100 mile commute, I decided that I was going to lease a car, which is something yep. that I've not really done before. And yep. I've got a Mark 8 Golf R. Nice. I've been in that car. Mm-hmm. Around Dalton uh, Park, yeah. Yeah, I don't know if your lease company wants to hear that, but I have. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wasn't going to say it, but seeing as you yeah. said it anyway, yes, I have. And you, to be fair to you, Marty, I was not expecting you to um, <laughs> Ro- roll it. Be no. such a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I wasn't actually expecting to be that good. But you were you were good. We okay. we made a GT three move out of the way, didn't we? We I think we frustrated him a little. Yeah, bit. It was because uh, he was up his ass. Yeah, and don't get me wrong. We <laughs> I, I've I know Alton Park quite well. Mm. I'd like to think that I can pedal a vehicle a little bit. Yeah. Obviously, I've been you know as a passenger. Uh, I, I'll tell you an interesting fact actually. But as a passenger in many drift cars. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I kind of I'm not afraid of being in that kind of slide uncontrollable kind of thing. But believe it or not, despite all of the years doing drifting, I have never, ever got the opportunity to drift a vehicle. Really? No. Serious? No, seriously. With all the people around you that can Correct. slide a, and skid a car. Correct, and yeah, And still never took you out. No, they took me out, but right. I've never been You've behind never the wheel it yourself. and given it a go. Well, that skids. <laughs> it's not mine. You can skid that, though, if you want. You took that drifting, didn't you, guys? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that's a great drifter. That yeah. do you know it what? Was, I should, instead of buying the S15, should have bought that. Yeah, it was cheaper. Straight out of the box. Mm. That was it. Uh, Anglesey, yeah, with drift Matsuri. You yeah, know yeah. the guys that, that look after that, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah, it was brilliant. That it's all great connected. Fun. It's all connected in it in some way. Like we are connected with you. Yeah, everybody's connected. They are, and, and that's how you can get there to C63. <laughs> I would have never have taken that if someone. I would never have booked it on a drift day. No, because I would have got laughed off. But because it was free, I thought, why not? Yeah. I get kicked off. It was great fun. Who cares? I, it was good fun. I, I actually remember being at Anglesey Race Circuit, which is where that was mm-hmm. once upon a time, um, and a Toyota GT60 were kind of new at the time. Yeah, yeah. Um, turning up with delivery mileage to be delivered, and Shane jumped in and just took it around track sideways. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. really. It was, like, yeah. So it was hard to pedal, though. Yeah, it didn't oh, have much power. hard to have to pedal them things. Like, so, trying to get it to go. Yeah, trying to get it to go. You've so only got little two-litre engines. If you're turning they? up in a 63 yeah. on any drift day, you're not, not getting laughed off. You're like the hero, man. <laughs> Come on, you're like, shut up. Well, yeah, because most of them, even though they've spent a fortune on them, most drift cars look like shit boxes. Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, when you and they're like, usually Japanese as well, and they're usually Japanese. Yeah, <laughs> so loads you of holes in them. You got to BMWs, don't you? 
You do actually, but yeah. You get a lot of beans. You don't see many mercs, do you? No, which is weird because it was. I mean, that skidded. No problem. They're just a little heavy. That's yeah. all. Yeah, that, yeah. That, there's a lot of chassis it. to them. Yeah, a lot, a lot to chop out, but I mean, straight out the box, I love them. I mean, I only went on the baby one, just a hairpin. Yeah. I just went around there for a bit, had a bit of fun. Then we went on the big track, mm. and then the the wires started coming out of the tires. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so they did. The guy said it's sparking. <laughs> so it's like it's time to come off. Yeah. So you had a good day. Oh yeah, we yeah. we got some, we burned some rubber. I mean, you didn't want to drive it, did you? Because you were like, "I'm not smashing your car up." And no. I was like, "Yeah, fair enough." Because you I'm... smashed the last one up. <laughs> <laughs> that, that literally just understeered into a tire wall. But anyway, oh, yeah. that was not my fault. <laughs> but I think, um, yeah, uh, cars. It. I mean, I took it all in park, so it's it's done a load of stuff. I mean, it's knackered now, to be honest. What's your mind for it? I told you I've got to rein him in. He, this is what he does. Chicken, chicken Big Mac, and we'll <laughs> stress. We've noticed something in the office now. When Shane's in the office and he's you know, obviously sit on your computer chair that swivel around and he keeps swiveling around and looking out the window. It's because he's got a car getting delivered. He's waiting for it to come. Like, Shane, oh, Shane's got a car delivered. What now? So oh, when you man. said you've got about, you've you've probably owned hundreds of cars. You wasn't joking, was you? No, I love them. Like a, it's a definite sickness, man. Like it's a proper illness. My wife goes fucking mad. Really? Oh, my, not mad. Like to the point of where, like she's angry, but mad. Like she's just really upset that I just can buy more cars and she can't have her flipping new windows or whatever. You know what I mean? Although she does get them anyway. But it's just one of those things. Like as a kid, you know, talking about like car history. My first car was a GTI Golf Mark One. Then I went into a uh, Mark One uh, pickup, uh, like a what do you call it, Hi um, Hilux pickup, because uh, nice. I rode the GTI off. That's why. So I said, <laughs> my dad was like, I, I worked for my dad uh, as a car mechanic. That's what I did when I left school. I was yeah. a car mechanic, just in case anyone wants why the hell I'm doing cars. Car, yeah. you know, that's what's in my blood, yeah. more than music than anything. Yeah, so music's like the, the bit in the middle of the sandwich, really. Uh, yeah, and music kind of got in the way for a while of cars. Mm. Is kind of how I look at it. Although it gave me the great opportunity to get yes. to the next level in cars. But in terms of me as life, you know, I was working for my dad in his, in his workshop. I was a car mechanic and I was, that's, that's who I was going to be for life. Mm. Um, and then music came along. But my kind of car history is then uh, like twin cam Corollas into, you know, then my first paycheck is like a 911 Porsche. I was just going about to ask you that. Yeah. When you first got your big money, what did <laughs> oh, you buy? Yeah. 911 so, Porsche, yeah. yeah. Which, yeah. Uh, which gen? It was an SC 1983. Two SC, I think it was. Um, so I think I bought it from a Chris Turner. It was built by a guy called Chris Turner, Chris Turner Racing, Porsche Racing, back in the day. So at the time, it would have been just ten years old or something like that. So that was my first little wage packet for my boys' own gig somewhere, and I went and bought. Yeah, nice. 911 and the wipers didn't work or nothing drove back to Ireland <laughs> I remember honestly like the old school shoelace shit out the windows and stuff um, with my dad driving because uh, I had a broken leg my dad was driving the car back to Ireland because I lived in Ireland at the time and bloody blah got it back to Ireland living life everything's good and then I bought more cars and more cars and then, and then all of a sudden they would insure me on cars so Ireland said no not insurance company Ireland said no you're not allowed to have these expensive cars you're 17, 18 years old, whatever the hell. So I was like, okay, cool. England, what are you saying? And England went, yeah, we'll have you. <laughs> okay, I'm coming to England. <laughs> and that's why I moved to the UK. Wow. I moved to True London story, that, yeah. for no the love of cars, yeah, because I could not get insured, so I said, I'm coming here. How much was that first, first porker that you bought? Oh, good question. I can't remember. In around maybe ooh, 17, 18 grand? Mm. Somewhere uh -huh. about a 10-year-old. And this yeah. was in, what, 93, 94? Uh, 94, yeah, 94. About 94. Yeah. Mm. So I'm assuming you all got paid, your first paycheck was all at the same time. 
And did the rest of the lads go off and buy cars as well? Or were they spending it on no, houses? and really wise. <laughs> they're, all wise. they're all like clever guys. You know, do real nice decisions in life. And, yeah. then, and now living on big ranches. Well, I'm just like kind of still getting up the ranks. <laughs> did, did Ronan get paid more than everybody else? Yeah, of course he did. Yeah, because he was like... He's the best. Like. He's at like, yeah, he yeah. was at like at the front, I yeah, suppose. Yeah. Front man always gets paid yeah. the best. How much more? Would you like? Did you look at him and think... Fucking, oh, you're getting all this money extra. Like bollocks. I was looking at him thinking, give me the hand-me-downs. <laughs> keep them coming, bro. Give me the coattails, yeah? So, <laughs> so you didn't do a Robbie. You didn't do a Robbie Williams. I'm like, fuck that. I can do exactly the same as that and get paid just as much as you. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm fine. No, I'm no. fine doing what I want. No, I'll, I'll live off whatever falls out the bowl, man. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> what is it like? I'll just do my thing and you, you yeah, concentrate you on you. On. So if you got, say, 50K, Ronan be getting like... 250k and the rest really oh, that, much more. that much more <laughs> <laughs> Jesus no, of course, listen, now, the one thing the nice thing about me and the boys from the very beginning everyone was an understanding of uh, we're equal split on on songwriting equal split on doesn't yeah. matter what we do you know we we grew our relationship together that way and our music together and it still remains the same 20 odd years later you know because you're all good friends you're all really good, good friends pals, then, yeah. yeah you know and we still tour around the other side of the world we don't tour here so much uh, we did our kind of world tour in 19, just before the world shut down. Um, and, you know, we're all, we're all great pals, great, great pals. Mm. And, you know, and I can't wait to go on tour again in another five years if that mm. ever happens. Or if it doesn't, it doesn't. Well, I know it's supposed to be about cars, but I'm going to ask you about music anyway. Um, when you made all that stuff years ago, right at the beginning, do you still get money off that? Yeah, royalties, yeah. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, so it's like what you did back then. Yeah. Because that's the thing with music. If you, you're doing something 20 years ago, whatever, 30, how many, doesn't matter. Um, and you're still making money now. It's brilliant. It's not it? much different than a, like a pension plan, you know, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's what it is. Money comes in. Like every time you, you hear a song on the radio, you get paid money. So, and globally, we were a global band. So every time there's a, a retro show going on in someone's <laughs> radio station, <laughs> we get played. You know, hey, I've yeah. got your stuff on my Spotify. So oh, yeah. you actually? Yeah. Shower, shower music, innit? Shower music, that's it. Right, I heard you do karaoke to it. I just I had a horrific image then of, of playing the shower. I was like, ah, oh, fuck me. <laughs> because like 90, early 90s, I was like, you know, 18, oh, 19. Yeah. I'm, so I'm 50 know? this year. You're 50 this year, I'm 45. Okay, yeah, so, so I was like, yeah, I'm, I've grew up on, on your music. So it's like, it's weird though, because if it would have said to me, you know, well, I don't know how many years ago, 30 years ago, mm. we sat there now be like fucking life is weird <laughs> yeah life is yeah, weird probably <laughs> because yeah. i would have never said that and that's the thing with life you just don't know what's around the corner really 10 years know. time nobody knows like you were joking about oh yeah we're gonna make millions out of youtube we're not obviously but you don't know you don't do you? know you don't know no we'll uh, we'll keep plugging away and trying yeah. and buying shitters <laughs> well, that's it yeah. but like you were saying jokingly obviously like we'll just get the, the hand-me-down we're, that's what, we're just trying to tag on to yeah. like real celebrities aren't we <laughs> it's just like yes we, we just, we'll just keep hanging on yeah. we'll try and get some of the um, the cast off stuff Absolutely. whatever falls out the bowl man pick hey. it up everyone's got a feed hey, I've got a bad back me <laughs> I'll still go down there <laughs> <laughs> well, so in regards to your actual car buying um, history you've yeah. done not just with the car buying you've actually done a lot of car driving so I had a look it was the GT using the champion, the GT championship there's all kinds of things that you've done different disciplines as well yeah I started off kind of in rally cars funny enough really uh, and only because I got the opportunity from Ford themselves um, I was asked to do which is about 1998 I was asked to do a celebrity race in um, the Autosport show 
uh, that's held in Birmingham every yeah, year. Yeah, yeah. So it was an indoor thing, not not a track based thing. The indoor the arena that Japspeed then took over for years and years uh, later on. But say come and do a celebrity race, and I was like, yeah, cool, sounds good. And I turned up and I had no idea who these guys were standing in front of me, like what celebrities they were. And I was like, so, so what's, what's happening? And I thought it was, you know, when I say caliber of uh, TV presenters and, you know, that kind of thing, news readers and yeah. music people, that's what I thought my celebrities would be. <laughs> no, there was, there was uh, John Cleland, which is a touring car driver. There was yeah. Alec McNeish, Le Mans 24 hour driver. There's, there was Alistair McRae. There was all the big boys were there. And I was like, oh, and, and this guy called Shane. <laughs> so, you know, and I, you know, I was like, all right, cool. Yeah, that's what's happening, boys. And they were like, right. Uh, so I didn't have a helmet. I didn't have a race suit. I didn't have anything. So they took me over to Demon Tweaks stand and I picked out a suit and I picked out a helmet. And I said, right, and was, we're driving Caterham 7s in this little uh, arena. So I was like, yeah, cool. Have you ever drove a, a real drive car? I said, yeah, yeah, cool. I had a twin cam Corolla at home. Well used to going sideways. That's, yep. that's my whole world. That's my yep. life as a kid, going sideways. And um, so they said, look, what we're going to do is, it is a show for the crowd. It's only for fun. Obviously, there's no seriousness here. Um, so keep it clean, keep it easy. And Shane, what we'll do with you is, <laughs> I was like, go, I'll put you at the back so you don't get anyone's way. And I was like, no problem. I'm very, very good with that. Yep. Uh, green flag goes, cut a long story short, I came third in the race, so whatever the hell. <laughs> I was just like, around the outside, around the outside, like two trailer park girls. Man. <laughs> and, and that was it. And, and, and literally Ford said, uh, so um, do you want to like come and have a chat? I was like, yeah, cool. So I went over to that big rig at the time. And we had a chat. Would you like to do some motorsport? I said, I'd love to do some motorsport. And they took me down to Boromwood uh, to drive. I think it was a Puma at the time. Um, uh, there was a Welsh guy, I can't remember his name, who taught me how to drive on this little track in this Puma. And he, they said, look, you, the, the KA is coming out. Do you want to do some rallies in the KA? And I was thinking, Cosworth, not KA. I was like, <laughs> you know, I'm looking at a Cosworth. No what do you mean, KA? <laughs> so I was like, okay, yeah, yeah, let's, you know, let's find my feet. And I, I didn't quite quite find my feet with a front wheel drive I found a roof more times than since I think and then I was like look rallying's not for me and then from there I started to look at track uh, based motorsport I uh, got in with Genetis Genetis at the time was I think it was a G27 or something I uh, started to race for Genetta uh, did a few kind of uh, local events to me where I was at the time uh, and, and did all right, started to come through the ranks and then I did a full champ championship at Genetta's, won that and then I drove for some Porsche UK stuff, Porsche Germany stuff, uh, did the Fiesta Challenge, did uh, Dunlop, uh, what were they doing at the time in a Seat Leon, it was like a Sport Max tyre challenge and, and I had quite a lot of podiums all in these kind of lower sport, uh, motorsport kind of Grow, getting my uh, when the X comes off the back you know getting your full ticket to be able to go up <laughs> yeah. yeah you know yeah, my novice yeah. stuff and, uh, but I did good in the novice stuff and then then yes a team kind of said do you want to drive British GTs and I was like oh yeah um, so we we spent quite a few years at that um, nearly won the championship in 04 maybe 03 and a massive accident, massive, massive accident where there was bits in the trees and everything in Brands Hatch. And that kind of, that took me a little bit back in terms of motorsport. And I thought, ooh, that was, that was close, like, yeah. really close. Whatever about the odd off and hitting the wall and, you know, flipping a rally car, that's kind of normal shit. And then this was a big and like... So is that the worst crash? Yeah, that was the worst crash. Did you, real, did you yeah, injure yeah. yourself? No, I, um, I, we, was, we were leading the race as a team. Eclipse Motorsports, uh, uh, there was us, there was another TVR, Tuscan R400, what we were driving at the time, uh, um, and a, a Mosler, 
MT900 and we were just, a, we were a train for 25 minutes. So it was a, an hour long race, a sprint race on GTs or maybe it was maybe two hour. But either way, we were a train for a good long time and I was one lap before I was coming in to hand over my partner. We were leading the race, all race and a bark marker pretty much got in the way, spat across the, the track and it was, I chose left when he stopped and rolled back and it just, bang, it was obliterated, obliterated. And I was kind of, the in-car footage is quite amazing because as I, as I hit the wall and came back out and spun around, whatever the fuck I did, then I, I'm facing, looking at the track and I'm selecting gear and I can hear the, the noise of the engine revving but nothing was happening. So as the car came to a, a, a slow, I kind of pulled over, okay, I'm not going anywhere. And I went to get out the door and there was no door. There was no door, there was no back axle, there was nothing in this car. Wow. So he literally just came in just as the, as the car went past the, the front pillar and just took the whole bank of everything off. And it was, yeah, that was a frightening one, yeah. really frightening. So I stopped racing for a little bit after that and then came back for a few bits here and there, like uh, brick car, 24-hour stuff and that kind yep. of thing. And then uh, I was about to go into NASCAR, funny enough. About two years later, I was about to go into NASCAR, had a drive in that and a test in that. And, it, and I knew it wasn't for me. I knew it was really fast. But I thought, oh, I don't know. It just wasn't my character. And within a week of that, I had a, a, a test in a drift car. Blew my mind. Like, I mean, blew my mind. What Like, drifting gave me the whole lease of motorsport back. The reason why I loved cars. The reason why I was so passionate about going racing. I had lost that. Definitely lost that. And then drift, can, drift cars just like, I, I sat with this Northern Irish guy. Uh, Mark, I can't remember his second name, forgive me, um, back in whatever year it was, what's that, 06, whatever. And I sat with this dude in Silverstone, jaw dropped. I could not believe what this car was doing. Yes, I've gone sideways in life, yep. but I've not gone sideways to sideways to sideways until, a bit, you know, I've not drifted. I've just, you know, got and, a little skid here and there. And you found drifting easy. Uh, I found it very more natural. Natural. Yeah, yeah, way more natural. And I knew what I was doing. Like straight out the box, I knew what I was doing. Like in race cars, I was fast. Uh, I was never going to be the hero. I was never going to be uh, a podium maker. Uh, sorry, a, a, a pole position maker because I wasn't that guy. But consistently in GTs is why I did so well. I would give you exactly lap after lap after lap. Consistency, consistency is what, why we won a lot of races in GTs. Yeah. Um, but pole position, I just didn't want to go that extra. Uh, I don't know what, what it was, but drift cars, I found my past extra. You know, I found where I, I, I love to hang it out and I love to live. And I lived there for a long, long time and, and had the best time in drift cars. Talk you back to your childhood. Because in Ireland, like the Jap drifting scene yeah. in Ireland's massive, isn't it? The guys over there absolutely love it. Well, that's what I'm saying. The GT uh, Corolla in 8086, that was my second yeah. car. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Straight um, away, it was in something was, like that. Well, actually, I had the very first one that was ever, ever imported into Ireland. No, I didn't import it, but I, I had the very first one. And boys remind me of even the Reg 72 TPI. You know, even where, where I go, they're like, no way, you had 72 TPI. You know, that's, that's <laughs> it's like a, the, 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 the Holy Grail. <laughs> you know what I'm so, yeah, stuff like that. That sounds amazing. The um, in regards to your car collection now, is there anything that you think I wish I'd never got rid of that? Yeah, everything, literally everything. Yeah, if you could, you'd have kept everything. Kept them all. Like yeah. I, I, you know, that nine eleven that I bought. Yeah. I mean, I cried when it left. That is the truth. I actually cried. I had it for for when did I sell it? I sell it. I sold it maybe two thousand and eleven or something. So I had it for quite a long time. Yeah, and it sat in a 
one of my barns down south and it sat there for a long time and I hadn't driven it and I went to drive it and then this was wrong and I went to drive it and that was wrong and then it started pissing me off because I, you know, it, there was too many things wrong with the car so I was like, get rid of this car. Yeah. Mm. And then so a guy came up and he turned up and he, and it was a Sunday morning and the reason why I know this because I was going to church, it was a Sunday morning and I said to my wife, we'll be back, I'm going down to the barn to sell the car and it left the gate and as it, as it rolled out the gate, I cried. I, I started crying and I was like, Oh my God, this is weird. <laughs> this is really right. fucking weird. Yeah. So gathered myself, locked the gates, went down to the house. I said, yeah, babe. And I was, I was telling her, I was like, yeah, I fucking cried, babe. She was like, did you? I said, yeah. I said, but I'm glad it's gone. I'm glad it's gone. And then uh, about 20 miles down the road, as we were going to church, there it was in the petrol station, the guy filling it up. And as I passed by, I started crying. Again. <laughs> 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 I was like, oh my God. <laughs> uh, so... The, I have cried over cars, man. Have you ever tried? Have you ever had a look to see? Or is, is it around? Is, no. is never no, thought no, of? it's long gone down the road. I think, and I think you know, even even for you're talking about uh, Cosworths and stuff, and and as a kid and having one, or owning one, or wanting one, I, I went and bought my eighty eighty six or an eighty eighty six not that long ago, a couple of years back, um, and I thought, oh my god, I've I've looked at them. All my life thinking I should get one, I should get one. And I saw them going up in price and up in price. And I thought, I'm not yeah. getting them, I'm not getting them. <laughs> and then I bit the bullet. And we were doing the world tour and I went, okay, I'll treat myself. <laughs> so I bit the bullet, bought this 8086. And I, the first day I drove it, I laughed my head off. It was the funniest thing. It was so tiny. It was, it was just, <laughs> everything about it was like, it definitely uh, kind of, regressed me back to those emotions and feelings and a 17 year old kid smoking around a little twin cam and but i could do nothing but laugh i have to call my friend because we were a, a twin cam crew if you want to call it, it was, there was five of us and we all had ae sixes and we all smoked around hooligans in the neighborhood and i was calling them all driving it and the, the sound of the, the jan speed exhaust and the, you know everything about it was yeah. just perfect and so shit at the same, <laughs> at the same time, yeah. you know? And I think that's what I loved about it. It was like, this is after the door box, <laughs> but I love it. Yeah. I love it. And then, you know, that's gone on. And I think, you know, that was my good lesson of reasons why I've sold cars. That reminded me of why I've sold cars. It's like, I've sold them because I'm over them. I don't want them anymore. Move on. And not bigger or better. I don't mean it that way. It's just move on. You, they've, they've, you've had their time. <laughs> They've yep. had your time. And that was a good reminder of what's been and gone has been and gone. Well, that's, that's that sort of worries me a little bit with the RS4. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. How <laughs> eventually we might get to that point where we've had our time with it now. We need to move it on. But it's it's part of our family, isn't it, that car? Because of how much we've done in it. and business YouTube family. <laughs> it, <laughs> I don't have any connection with it otherwise. Although it did get us around Spain. It goes around for the best Amen. part of the week. Amen to that. 165,000 so, miles. We've taken it on Alton Park and hooned it round. We've taken it to 1,700 miles to Marbella. It's, it's done its it's done its job. Mint that car. Right. We've known you for a while, and we've known you, we've known both of you for a while now. You know, we're we're sort of like pretty good friends now. We've been to your bar, D13. We've seen you in there. Yeah. We did the podcast with Nathan last week. At any point, did you ever think I definitely want a bar first or? A performance center, <laughs> you know. Which one? Which one would you have preferred to have? Well, I think. Um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I think bars and cars. You know, they don't go together in many ways. No, but uh, at the same time, you know, I, I'm. Uh, what am I? I? I love new ventures. I love new projects. And if I meet new people who are up for a new venture, then I'll always enter into that business or business model or business role. That's kind of all my business that I have uh, always uh, equate and require from 
people who I've known for a bit and I think I trust and like and move into those avenues and areas. So whatever came first, maybe the bar came first as an idea as opposed to the Aseti as a a performance centre. But I think they actually probably in equal measures of they landed the same time as in Open Doors, roughly at about the same time. So they, you know, but ideas for me are about people. They're about people and, and, and what what they're interested in and what they're passionate about. And that can be from many things, from transport to bars to cars to shoe companies to nutrition to... I, I have many different companies that I'm involved in. Right, okay. Well, yeah, I was going to go with that because when you were just talking about it, so how many companies have you sort of like got 20 different companies? I've had 20 that failed. Right. I'll tell you that much. Right. Yeah, without a doubt. I've been through a lot of uh, different scenarios that, and different business ventures that definitely haven't worked. And I've got probably now roughly seven that are doing very well. Good. Very, very well across you, the world. You seem like that kind of person that would be, I'm, I'd rather have a go at it and see it fail than, than not have a go at it at all. Oh, like, not so bothered. 100%. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to go. Like, yeah. you, know, I, you know, if you don't give it a go, you, you, there's no point in sitting back and going, I could have done that. <laughs> What's that yeah, going yeah, to get yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I Definitely. mean, it's no different than music. You know, going back to the boys' own days, uh, when the whole thing kind of came about, I wasn't interested in pop music, but uh, I, I knew I've got five sisters, and they were all mad about boy bands, all mad about new kids in the block, and take that and all that. And I can see how mad about they are. So I'm like, well, hold on a minute. Obviously, I'm going to go and do that. And that's clearly, it was a clear kind of avenue for me. And I set up Boys Own. I set up the whole kind of scenario. Uh, I went to what's known as Mr. Louis Walsh that you see in the X Factor. Yeah. He was our, our manager. I went to him with the idea. And I said, look, I want to do an Irish version of uh, what you see all around the world. Because we, in Ireland, we had uh, U2, Sinead O'Connor, the Cranberries. It's all rock renowned. That's mm-hmm. what it was. Ireland didn't have, you know, this, this singing and dancing kind of lark for a reason. <laughs> 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 and, you know, he goes, no, I love the idea, Shane, and this is what we're going to do. And uh, he promised us the sun, moon and stars. And that's, you know, and that's what we did. We became a global band. So I'm, a, I'm an opportunist for sure. You know, I, I love ventures and new adventures. Do you reckon you could ever... Could you ever, ever see yourself doing a nine to five? Ever? I kind of do a nine to five here, though. That's how I feel. Well, eleven to two, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. No, but that's a nine to five. All right. <laughs> All right. What do you do when you come in from eleven while two? I do fairness. Like, <laughs> I, I, I can answer that. Yeah. Like, he, like, Shane is crucial to what we do. Yeah. You know, he's not just someone that's invested and gone right there. You go, guys, crack on, make it work. You know, there's a level of where he says, kind of, his his trust is in us to, you know, and the team to make sure things go smoothly. But yeah. you know, like he could come in here and if. If we've got a question or, you know, listen, we work on cars, they're not without the problems at times. Mm. And, you know, he's got mechanical knowledge and background and, you know, he can give advice and ultimately he's a decision maker. But, like, he comes in here, he comes up with some ideas, he speaks to all of us kind of individually, how's things, you good, you need anything and, you know. A pay pay rise? (laughs) Does Does he ever say that? Do you need, never, do you need never, a pay rise? I've never said that. Mm. Never said that. Never <laughs> You've talked about pay rises twice today. Yeah, no, he tries so, his best. What, so whilst yeah, we're yeah, on it, <laughs> this is what he does. No matter. So we was we was at Awesome GTI and he did the exact same thing there for a babe. He's trying to get him more, a bit more money. No, it wasn't was, for the babe. Oh yeah, it was, wasn't it? No, it was for uh, Sideways Simon. Oh, it was. Yeah, because now he's a director. So uh, so, so yeah. Do you know when you get a technical like technical upgrade, director? That's technical what he's called. Di- it. Like yeah. it's better than just um, a guy. What is it? What is it? What was it normally? Well, I think um, he was like a workshop, workshop manager. manager. And yeah. then he went to technical director. Yeah. Oh. And I said, well, you got a pay rise with that, right? No. <laughs> so then I was like, would you want the name or the pay rise and stay as workshop manager? And he said, I'll have the name. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. I'd, I'd, I'd stay, don't think I'd, I'd share workshop manager and get the pay rise. <laughs> I don't <laughs> think for us. I don't think for us here as a team, like I said earlier, titles kind of don't really matter to us. And you know, like pay rises and this that, and the other. You know, we don't kind of go like as a team say, oh, any chance of a pay rise because ultimately, when we grow and what we do, we create. And you can sort of just from talking to Shane and like he's saying about investing in those that he can see vision in as well. It's, you know, we grow together and as we grow together, we all kind of get paid rewarded, together. you know, yeah, <laughs> yeah we benefit yeah. from it together. And so that's... you're protecting your job really more than trying to ask for a <laughs> no, pay rise. No, not at all. <laughs> yeah, you boys did Listen, say you were going to try and push some, I know. you know. Listen, it, don't no, take him so. on. No, we're literally, he's literally just trying on. to... I'm only joking. <laughs> I know you are. But <laughs> I know joking. genuinely, like, it's not even... Like, we just, we just grow together. You know, we've got a long way to go. The, you know, we're scratching the surface of, you know, of what our goals are. Um, and we kind of we like a few analogies in this place and we kind of we're building our mountain yeah. we're building it next to sort of everybody else you know and you know if somebody wants to come and sort of get the car worked on by us or they want to go somewhere else that's absolutely fine you know like we're here to service our customers with the best customer service we can and we kind of say more like a main dealer really you know in a way you come in the main dealer facility you know well to be honest but it's like a main dealer it's it? posher than this it's is posher than Audi yeah. <laughs> yeah because we've been in there seriously and Audi is a posh like you know this is this is exactly the same mm. if not Thank you. Nicer, yeah. Yeah, Thank it is you. even nicer, yeah. Which is means you've you've done a good job, really. Because no one wants to work walk around and walk past something and get all your new coat full of grease <laughs> and stuff, do you? You know what I mean? Well, full of oil. You'd love you that because it just gives you another excuse to buy another new coat. Nah. And you love buying new coats. Nope. Everyone knows that. So um, <laughs> it's we, a standing we are, joke. We on are, you, yeah. I'd say, kind of like a, a boutique, you know? Yeah. Like and a kind of my customers, you know, everybody during the sort of inquiry process when they book in, you know, emails and so forth, it's like, look, if you need anything, this is the number you call us on, which is the office number. But if you need me any time outside of those working hours, this is my mobile number, you know? Like, if you I'm awake... That, seriously? Yeah, honestly. Wow. If I'm awake, I'll answer it. If I'm asleep, <laughs> you ain't getting answered. I've still not even and got Lee's mobile number. I get number. WhatsApp sometimes, <laughs> you know. I, There's a reason I, I for I that. had a customer <laughs> said to me the other day, you know, I, I, we do work, obviously, on a, a lot of kind of high-end cars, and I guess we are targeting that, you know, to yeah. a point. Um, and a customer messaged me and said, uh, Paul, can you pick my car up? I'm away f in the Bahamas until the 13th. Can you do this, this, and this? No problem. We did everything he asked on the car. And then he said, um, no problem. I'll get the bill paid. And I land on the 13th, but I've got to go straight to work. Can you maybe get it there for me beforehand? No problem. He said, would you do me a favour and fill it up for me before I get back? Yeah, no problems. And we filled it up and obviously added it to the bill. And he gets back, gets his car and goes and does his business. You know, This wasn't you, was it? This is oh, literally no. sounds some, no, like something to, that you... He'd be asking me to drive him to his meeting. I mean, you know? if someone rang up and said that in any other garage, he'd be like, are you taking a piss, mate? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fucking fill it up and drop it off. <laughs> oh, yeah. Fucking hell. So it's like, so he kind of, he said at the time as well, yeah, you, you kind of like my personal shopper when it comes to cars kind of, Motti. And I'm like, ooh. Yeah, yeah. really look at it from that point of view just look at it like you know we're here to make things happen and yeah. well, provide good customer service ultimately so, that is yeah. I mean that is pretty good customer service I mean service. I've, I've heard stories of above and beyond right <laughs> but that is phenomenal mate well played thank you very much young man <laughs> does everyone get that or just special customers yeah, you boys like, no, well, that, you know, I was about to say me 165,000 mile B7 RS4 if you wouldn't mind just sorting that out for us thank we'll you. go chippy in it for you <laughs> <laughs> I did I went the RS3 you did actually yeah, yeah, that's when I became Joe Pasquale. Yeah. <laughs> Not bitter, anyway. Anyway, Marty, I don't need that service with the C63. No. I do actually need it dropping off later because I'm going towards Wrexham. What so for? can you drop it off? Cheers, mate. Thank you very much. Oh, there, there you go. go. 
He goes, he goes above and beyond this Are guy. you taking the I mean, piss, did you see his face then? <laughs> he was like, anything for you, mate. Honest anything. to God. Anyway, you'd think he'd just need a high-vis clipboard hard at. He just wags his finger around like that. Just, do you do this for us, please? And you just do this with his wife, like this. Well, do you do Brew. it? Do you Brew. do it? No, I don't. It do, you do. It no works. Chance. It works. Of course it works. So after you drove the RS3, yes. how do you compare that to your Mark 8 Golf R? It's <sighs> a hard one, that. It's, it's not hard, hard though, is it? Do you know what I'd love to do? Is I'd love to take the RS3 round Alton Park and then I'll be able to give you a decision. Well, it, we'll was, let you it was there that day, wasn't it? Uh, well, yeah, it was. Yeah, it was actually. It, it was. It was. You said to me that you're not keen on the tyres on that though. Oh, you said Pirelli about Pirelli's, didn't you? Yeah. yeah. They're not very good, mate. Yeah. And that's my opinion yeah, before yeah. Pirelli come after us for uh, yeah. money like the other uh, company did that so we can't talk about. It's funny because <laughs> it's got... Good Jerry Eagle F1 Super Sports to be technical on the golf, and yep. they're actually a great tyre. But we um, we've obviously we were talking about this event before that we've got coming up on Sunday, and Michelin are here as well, supporting us on that. So, Seriously, um, we could do with the sponsorship from Michelin, was, couldn't we? We actually we was, we was having, <laughs> yeah, a, was having just, a conversation with uh, one of the guys who uh, called Pete, who's uh, done a lot to do with the motorsport side of it and things. Yeah, and we were talking about tyres, and they have their Cup Two which everyone knows is a pretty grippy, sticky yeah. tyre. Yeah, I've seen them over Correct. there. Correct. Yeah. And then good. they have the Cup 2R, which again is over there on the rack. Yeah. And the Cup 2R, the Nürburgring on the same car, got 13 seconds faster because wow. of the tyre. Yeah. And that's like madness. Phenomenal, yeah. So it makes a massive difference. Oh yeah, tyres do, yeah, um, yeah, 100%. Yeah. So they're moving into something a little bit different with something called which is called Michelin Connect with these little sensors that go in the tyres. Oh, I've heard of these, yeah. And then ultimately, you know, your inexperience as a racing driver compared to, say, Shane's, he'll be like, look, we need to drop the tyre pressures, lads, because, you know, it's, yeah. it's doing this or it's doing that. Yeah. Well, ultimately, this connect will connect to a box in the car, which then connects to your app. And it's like having that man who's in charge of your tyres on the racetrack, literally kind of managing it for you, saying, right, come back in, do three hot laps, come back in, and then you look at it and you go, right, yeah, and you drop the pressures, drop the pressures. And all you need to do is tell it kind of the environment. I'm at Alton Park, and it knows you're at Alton. It knows what the track's kind of going to be like, wow. the corners. That's ridiculous. And then you tell it, for example, it's a dry day, and, you know, it's in, in August, and it kind of goes, oh, okay. And it works out where you're at to try and give you the best tyre pressures and so forth, to give you the best grip. I know where you'd be at with that. You'd be getting fucking ripped off. 350 <laughs> quid. 350 quid in August on Alton Park. That's expensive, that, isn't it? Don't you think? 100 quid we paid last week. We did, actually. Just because it was February. And do you know what? It didn't rain. 159 no, didn't, I paid when we were out that day. Did you? So I don't think that's bad, really, for Alton. That's decent. No, yeah. The GP circuit. That's decent, yeah. Cheapest I've found coming up is 229 quid now for Alton Park. Yeah, we we were looking the other day actually about doing another day, and I think it was about two twenty nine actually. And then there's uh, a day that we're looking to go and do uh, in about June or July. So obviously the race season's in full swing there, so you don't get to do a track day, for example, on a weekend. Yeah. But there's one particular day, and one track company have managed to get it. And the gentleman who owns that track company does hundreds of track days throughout the year. He's doing a Porsche and BMW only cars on that day. Um, mainly because he's got a Porsche and he wants to enjoy it himself. Um, and we're looking to maybe go to that and that's 400 quid. I still don't think that's bad as well, to be fair. So E46. Here's your yeah, yeah, you could do, yeah. <laughs> well, let's get on it, lads. I've got a story about the E46. Come so on, let's hear it. Can I tell it on... This is exclusive, right? Just for our Patreons, right? And you guys... <laughs> do you know what? No one else knows this. Well, yeah. So, yeah, go on. This is... Yeah, I'm, I'm going with it. Do you know what? It's funny because it's not, it's, it's not your money that's, that, <laughs> you, that's been put into lads. this car. No, well, we've not. 
So I bought that car. It's clean. It's not on the register for anything. Yeah, it's been in an accident. Oh, it's been supposedly written off. A significant accident. About eight, eight years ago, was it? And the guy I bought it off failed to tell me that. Oh. But I don't know if he knew. Right. So we're going to do a video. We might have already done a video on it. But yeah, page, this is a thing we do for our Patreons, Oof. isn't it? Yeah, Oof. this is, why this is exclusive shit. So this. how did you find that out? Yes. Previous so, owner that has let you know. Yeah, so there's a guy who contacted us on Instagram. See, Lee, Lee's too important for Instagram. She doesn't speak to anybody So you deal it. with that side. So yeah. I deal yeah. with it all, yeah. You know, like people who are like super... You look after your own Instagram, don't you, I'm assuming? Sometimes. Sometimes, not, not, not always. Generally, no. <laughs> <laughs> there you go, then. There yeah. you go. Yeah, kind of no. This Cheers, is what mate. happens. You know, when you've got super important people... But um, yeah, so I, I look after uh, my personal one, obviously, and my um, and our uh, Evil GT Cars Instagram. And this guy contacted us and said, uh, I used to own that E46, and he sent me a picture of it in the background, and he said, uh, yeah, so if you want to know anything about it, then you let me know. And, and I was like, all right, yeah, sound. Well, there's nothing really. I thought it was a bit weird, but I was like, oh, there's nothing really to know. And then he just literally come out with it. Yeah, it, I got. I think he said it was a taxi. A taxi pulled out on him, and he, he ploughed into the into the right. side of his car, and it took all the passenger side out. I think he said it was quite, a, it, you know, substantial. I don't think it was. I don't think it was written off because the insurance company never actually knew about it. It didn't get that far. Technically, it would have been. Fixed. Yeah, I think it right. w- if the insurance got a hold of it, surely it would have been a write off. Well, I don't know. Um, I, don't, I, I don't know. But he said it was. It was bad. Like it was bad. So then he had it all fixed up and then sold it to this other guy who owned a body shop who just tarted it up a little bit more, resprayed it because the actual bodywork itself is yeah, tart- it? yeah, tarted it up. Yeah. And um, and yeah, and he never told Lee. So I asked this guy. I was like, did the guy at the body shop know? whether or not this car had been in an accident and it was like 100% in it. Really? So uh, yeah. so, what, so we've got to call him out now right, right. and just say, like, okay. I'll give you the opportunity to, if you did know, get in touch. And Can you we'll, remember his name? I, I've got the details. I've been on the phone somewhere. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> so you Wherever get, you so, are, man. So, <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I, I yeah. mean, listen, you know, you like to prod and stuff. So like, basically what you're saying is instead of buying a rock box, you've actually bought a death trap this time, lads. That's well, what we do. You know what I mean? This is just for our YouTube people. Is what we do. Well, this is the thing. Cars with history is good for us. Right. Because we got another video out of it. Drama, it? What are the, so, you did car sales, didn't you? What are those companies where you... HPI check, yeah. yeah. You need a sponsor, HPI we have, check. We've got one called yeah. Car Vertical. And right. this, we're not getting paid for this, by the way. That's just because you've got it out of me. But Car Vertical, <laughs> we actually did a Car Vertical report on it, which is going to sound bad on Car Vertical now. Right. However... If it's not been registered. If it's never it? been on any database, like how would you ever know? It's, mm. it's impossible. So there are obviously cars that do slip through the cracks that will have been in well, accidents that you don't ever thing. get to know about. And it's not a database. There's nothing on the database about it. It wasn't yeah. recorded. No. So a car, uh, the car vertical, like all the others, is just reporting what's on a database. If it's yeah. not on it, what can you do? And can't blame them, can you? No. And that's just the thing, isn't it? If someone is in that industry, for example, in, in repairing cars bodywork-wise, you know, I'm sure there's more of it that takes place than we kind Without of really know and understand. Right. But yeah. um, I always look at stuff like... It could have been worse. Mm. I could have bought a 50 grand car. Yeah. It was a 10 grand car. So it's not the end of the world, is Absolutely. it? Let's be honest. Like you know. Shane buys cars and then cuts them up and like <laughs> yeah. shops roofs. I and, do the same thing. You know, <laughs> like, yeah. well, the roll, what, did you do, what did you do with the roller? You literally Ooh, chopped it to bits, was, didn't you? That was stunning, that. That was in hey, it. we seen that again. Don't get me wrong. For, we did, uh, actually, in yeah. a safe way, you know, yeah. like... Usually part of, you know, that was television unique, program. That, but Thank you. That was yeah. unique. It was mega. The guy who... Because did you did you have it as a drift car? 
Yeah, it was kind of a drift cast. I built it for a TV show called Supercar Mega Build. Yeah. Um, and that was by, there was two engineers and uh, Avsel Khan, Project Khan, yep. in Chelsea Truck. Um, so he's been a friend of mine for a long time. I've kind of known uh, Avsel for, for quite some time now. And uh, so he said, look, uh, we're going to do this. We're doing this TV show and we need it. We're going to build a drift car. We're building a Bentley and so what buddy. And I was like, look, what's your budget? That's the bottom line. What's your budget? And when they told me the budget, I said, look, you can't afford it. However, I do have a half-built Rolls-Royce myself. So I was already in project with this car. Um, and they took the rest of the project on board and finished it for me for the TV show and that kind of stuff. So it became a, a drift car for that particular show. But I loved the car for the road. So I undid a lot of the stuff that had been done drift-wise and made it into a, a cruiser, basically. And, and yeah, I drove that car for quite a many years on the road. Loved it. Absolutely loved it. Only just sent it on, maybe last year, actually. Yeah, because yeah, it, it was... It times, I'm sure it was here. It yeah, was, it was yeah. yeah. And we seen it at a show. Yeah. We did. We saw After it down that. at the Shambrook, didn't we? Yeah. We, Petrolatinism yeah, guys. Like yeah. A, on me thing. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, it was a... Yeah, it was an interesting car. When you see interesting, you know it's got a backstory. Yeah. And that's the first time I knew about that. But you knew there was some sort of... Them cars just don't come out of nowhere, do they? No, and, you know, and do you know what? I always had the vision for it for a long, long time. I seen online, an uh, American guy had this big uh, dragster, big blower out with the bonnet and, you know, uh, big tyre on the back and stuff. Um, and I uh, and it was gorgeous. And I was thinking, I'd love to build kind of my version of that, which ended up nothing like it. But as my brain started to tick, um, it was more of... Uh, an Adams family kind of thing I came out with, <laughs> yeah. but um, but I loved it. But I, if I had known the money I would have spent on that car, I don't think I probably would have. But it, I mean, I took some serious dough to build that machine, and not mainly building the machine, undoing the machine it was. Right. So the the whole Rolls Royce process and how they build their cars to get them not to be a Rolls Royce is almost impossible. So I had a lot. It, the car kind of went to a lot of different places to try and have doing what I needed doing. And then eventually we got it right. Um, but it took a lot of money to get it right. Yeah, but I, because I, I'm assuming that it was difficult to find people to actually, can you do me a favour? I just need you to, to strip this Rolls Royce down and chop it up a little bit and cut this and <laughs> yeah. do that. And people were probably going, no, mate, I'm not, I'm not touching that. I'm not, I'm not being There were some good, you know, really good fabricators on there, really yeah. good guys um, who, who kind of saw the vision. And then in the end, it's like everything I do, everything I build. Uh, in the end, when I finished with them, I'm actually finished, so my my mind is finished, and the car is finished, and I almost not not that I lose love for the car, but I'm I'm gone. It's I'm past. I'm onto the next project, and if I drive it, I drive it for a bit. But that's why I kind of said when a lot of the cars I've sold, and they're gone for a reason, is because I finished building them. And then anything you ever see coming into this workshop here and now into a SETI is because I have a vision, I have a build, we're about to do something with it. So, and, and whatever's kind of sat around and gathering dust, you know I've finished with it, basically. Yeah, yeah. What engine did that? Uh, standard. Oh, it's a standard. Standard Rolls-Royce engine. And that's the one thing I wanted to keep with it, a standard. Like I could have gone a full-blown crate engine, but then you have to, try, you have to change everything in the car, yeah. uh, all the way down to the, to the back axle, because they were in on this weird... Uh, call a keyway and not a spline. So basically, your hubs that your drive shafts bolt into, instead of them being loads of points of contact, there was a round shaft and one keyway, like you'd see in an old water pump scenario. And put power through that, just snaps the keyway off, and you have no drive. And I found that out making it into a drift car. <laughs> Obviously, <laughs> so we had to weld up a lot of things. Yeah. And that's why I had to undo all of that welding to make it back to a, a road cruiser. So, yeah, the, you would have had to put another. 25 30 grand in it just to put a crate engine and that was just going into into the 100 plus money so yeah 
So it so it cost about hundred grand to yeah to, do to build it. that car yeah hundred yeah. grand. So uh, how did well you worth have... it though. Yeah. Oh yeah, <laughs> not that it was my yeah. hundred grand that I spent on it, but to look at it was stunning, wasn't it? It was more like it was more a confusion, I think, for people. <laughs> yeah, what people definitely. go? What the fuck is that? Yeah, yeah is yeah. there anything that you, whether it be in the next few weeks, next few years, is there anything that you'd be like, I've always wanted? You know, I remember the time when we came with the when Lee had his RS six. Yeah, he'd be like, I've never had one. Yeah, never had one. I, I would, I would probably have one in the future. Maybe have one in the future. Whatever. Is there, a, is there a project or a car? that you've never had that you're like, that is definitely, definitely on the list of, of what a project that I want to no, do at some point. No, things just pass me in the street and, and then I just have this vision and I go, oh my God, I'm just going to build this. And it's just wacky. It's in my head and, and I can't explain it. There's no body kit out there. There's no, I just need to find the right guy eventually. And I, they take years, these projects. Like, yeah. I mean, years. The Rolls Royce took five years to build. You know, the the, the F350 I'm talking about at the moment, that's that's probably there two years now in the in the unbuild of the first build, you know. Wow. So it's well, all, I'm all glad projects. you're saying that because I've got an S15 that's a year in <laughs> right. and it's still yeah. nowhere near being built up. Yeah. No. So two years, two it's years about, it's about normal. Yeah, no, yeah, it's, it's pretty about, quick. Yeah. yeah, pretty quick. There you go. So you don't feel as bad now? I don't feel as bad, thanks for that. Yeah, yeah. You're good. I, th- I think for Shane, it's like, uh, like knowing him and stuff for so long, it's about the process for him that he yeah. enjoys. And Seeing like, it come together. Yeah, and being part of it. And it's funny because obviously, you know, like he saw the roller and I remember yeah. the roller going and I know he didn't cry at that particular time, <laughs> but um, you could just see him kind of like a few weeks later, it's like, I need something. Like I've got to mm. dig my teeth into something now. I need another project. And then he comes in a week later and I need another project. Then he start being more open about it. And then you kind of just expect something to come through the door. And yeah, we've got a few good things kind of planned and um, yeah. all in due time. But um, yeah, we, we're going to have some fun, I think. Well, you, I think you're living every young lad's dream. I mean, I remember being at high school and going through the Demon Tweaks catalogues going, ah, oh, yeah, I'd stick some Marette lights on me, 106, and I'd have this and I'd have that. And you're right. spending, you know, all them kind of things as, as kids that you used to do and you're living every young lad's dream because you have these these things where, I mean, back in the day, it was all max power and you'd, you'd have your yeah. boot builds with your massive mm. big subwoofers in and stuff like that. that was it was me. all colour-coded. Yeah, that's what, that's <laughs> yeah, what I had used to do. Of course I did. Yeah. yeah, of course I did. Um, but now it's obviously bigger and more expensive toys. and bit I more. just dream bigger a little yeah. bit, you know, and you can push the boat down a, uh, the road a little bit more. And, and, you know, it's just one of those things where it's, I think if you're a car lover, you'll always be a car lover. And, and yeah, I can't do it without these boys either. And I can't do it without you boys, without talking about it, without being able to go to those shows to be and fair, show the machines. I'm sure, I'm sure you'd manage without us. <laughs> no, you know what I mean. <laughs> it's not. It's but your passion. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Your excitement, your passion, your well, growth, your TV show. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, there's a reason yeah. why we're all in the car culture. It's because it's we fucking love them. Yeah. And that's it. There's nothing, obviously, things uh, separate us for obvious reasons, but the car stuff doesn't. You know. Correct. Everything is, yeah. everyone's got the same passion for cars. You know, not all the same cars but it doesn't yeah. need to be does and it? and that's the thing yeah everyone likes because if stuff. everyone liked the same car or kind of car yeah. it'd be fucking boring the world wouldn't it sure yeah. it'd be very boring and all it comes down to is the amount of money you're able or be in the position to spend wives right so does your wife <laughs> when you buy a car <laughs> yeah. say I want a whatever Lee something calls, for her Lee calls it wife tax I call it wife tax right? I know what you mean and that's what's meant to happen I think if you yeah. go out and spend 100 grand she goes out and spend 100 grand but it doesn't really work like that in my world I just don't tell her I spent 100 grand <laughs> you know what I mean? can you tell me how to do that yeah <laughs> no, just don't show them the account don't have the same account jeez but what, but what if a car turns up my wife's dead like she's she'll find that shit out she'll be like 
that's the cheapest one on auto trader, 16 grand. So that's at least 16 grand, you know, that kind of stuff. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your wife like, oh, I've just bought another G-Wagon. Oh, it's only two grand. What does he, <laughs> can you I've, get away with that? I've shit? got a big unit down south and I also have one up here so I can lose cars easy. Ah, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. That's what we need. I lose need just like a, like That's a, what we need. Rather than having like a squirrel account, you need, we need like a squirrel warehouse. Yeah. <laughs> a squirrel warehouse. Because <laughs> my wife thinks I've got dodgy accounts knocking about. Yeah, I haven't. Yeah. You know, the, the ones I've got is the ones she knows about. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm sh Shane has got a bit of land somewhere or something that you cleared, didn't you, recently? Mm. He said to us, like, oh, I'm going to be away for the week. I'm dozing some land. I've got a dozer or something to clear some land or whatever. It's all overgrown. Okay. The next minute, he sent me a picture of, like, a jet ski or something, like, <laughs> in the shrubs of my... Like, oh, I didn't realise I had that, you know? Yeah, I found a, a jet ski in the, in the, yeah. in the brambles. Yeah. <laughs> that you have bought you many moons many ago. Moons ago. Yeah. <laughs> 20 years ago. Talking yeah. about stuff you forgot. Have you got any houses, like, just knocking about in Cheshire? <laughs> I'm looking for them actually. I can imagine. So I'm assuming you've got a management. You've got a manager, have you? Yeah. Is he? Does he ever go to you? Listen, Shane, mate. This car thing. <laughs> we need to knock this on the head. <laughs> it's costing you a fortune, mate. Like pack it in. No, that's called a bank manager. <laughs> <laughs> I've got a bank manager. I've got a music manager. I've got a TV manager, and uh, maybe that's have a few managers knocking yeah, around. So yeah, enough. and they're all taking a cut, aren't they? No, it's probably a big cut. As well. yeah, no, no, no. they're all friends and family, you know. Oh, so well, that's hey, that's a better way of doing it. We way were, way. Same we were he doesn't get paid. Friends and family, <laughs> it's funny you say about wives and stuff. So, yeah. Shane's wife Sheena came in like recently, and we kind of finished obviously the whole build of the dino. And we sat having some food, and then he's like, Right, come on, let's go. Type thing. And she went, Shane, you brought me a show with the dino. Like, she was wanting to come and see the dino, like the finished. Well, she's hands on in that, she's, yeah. She's, yeah. She's very yeah. involved as well. Like, she pops in and we do the events, and she. Yeah, she's uh, really good at sorting out all the bits that we're not like, you know, catering and things like that. And then she gives me a risk assessment the night before. <laughs> can you do a risk assessment? <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, of course I can. Super organised ladies super usually, organized. though, aren't they? Mm -hmm. No, yeah. that's it, they are. So your wife, she does some of the TV stuff as well, right? Yeah. So um, reality TV, yeah? yeah. So you've done some reality TV. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We so, found um, this out. I, there was, there was one thing I knew one thing I didn't. Oh yeah. So this is quite interesting. So yeah. I don't know what I'm asking you. Okay. I'm, I'm just going to go with it. So Ben was telling me you did the, the love Island. Yeah. Did you do that when you were married or when you wasn't? So how would you get away with that shit? Whatever man does when you're married. <laughs> That's <laughs> what I was thinking. When he told me, I was like, I'm sure you're married. No, no, no. Um, basically, I had known my wife at the time, as in to, um, then to be my wife. Um, and I went off on an excursion. And then when I was out there, I was like, no, you know what? This is the girl for me. And I came home and I married her pretty much. Right. So yeah, it was so you had to just go out and just make sure yeah, that, that, that was that the girl for me you. Girl, you right. know what I mean? Fair yeah, yeah. Well, listen, I had to grovel and beg and plead. She, <laughs> like you know, <laughs> she didn't make it easy. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Still groveling today. Still yeah. Groveling, yeah, I'm yeah. the groveler. That's where the wife tax comes in, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. Still oh groveling. yeah, there's always yeah taxing somewhere in it. The um, but the the Love Island is that the only thing you've done along them lines? Have you no. done anything similar? Loads of shit like that. Like, geez, back in the day, I did thing on the games, and the games is like a uh, what would you call it? Uh, James is like a roughneck man pulling out a car. <laughs> <laughs> what is that thing? Damn. That, that's your van, man. That's my van. Yeah. Um, the games are like a, a, a sports show, and you go and do diving, and you do weightlifting, and you, in a competition against other celebrities. And then the Love Island thing, I've done like a Cirque de Celebrity thing, or 
been the circus for a while I know uh, then I've done Big Brother and I've done uh, uh, saw the Big Brother oh yeah uh, how uh, was that as a as a oh, show fl- to do flipping horrible was it yeah mentally horrible yeah absolutely crazy crazy thing to do because so, you're obviously in there with some sorry Lee then for cutting across you're in there right? with some like I've not we've not met many celebrities other than us two obviously we're we're A-listers yeah. like but we've not met many many other celebrities and but you, you have it in your mind that it's all ego and it's all like I can only imagine like it's different you're in my mind a bit weird <laughs> <laughs> no I mean that in the best possible way because it means you're not a, like you don't like I know what you're going to say stereo, like a stereotypical, a stereotypical person yeah. Uh, a celebrity, mm. something like that, you'd sort of think, oh, fucking hell, they wouldn't want to associate, <laughs> you wouldn't be sat around with normal people like us, generally speaking, right? Um, take that as you will. Right. But um, <laughs> then to be in a house, as you're normal, right, right, you know, right, right. to then be in a house with me thinking, they're all going to be like these egos <laughs> flying around and you seem very, very normal and you'd be looking around going, what a fucking bunch of bellends in this place here. Like, what am I doing in here? Can you read his mind? Do you know what I mean? That's how, that's how I... Uh, envisioned it now knowing you um outside of the yeah, whole yeah. the whole thing well, do you know what i mean was that was that how it come across no, I, I think all those shows you take um at your own risk assessment if you, <laughs> want to call it. you got to look at where are you mentally where are you you know are you able to take on a month locked in a house with these people we're not seeing your wife and kids and all that yeah. that stuff is real and i and i think uh i come out when i came out of that show i think actually uh, i came out a little bit damaged <laughs> that's the that's the V8 that's this one, is the uh, the big boy isn't it that's one of my one of your other I think. Yeah, yeah it yeah. is yeah so that's, this is this for a podcast for us we actually start the cars up as well is, is you know for all the petrol heads yeah. yeah. get the V8 in there, well, well, you know who's gonna be grumpy at a big burly V8 you know in a massive G-Wagon on stilts you know it is uh, enormous that thing. Who was the uh, who was the most normal celebrity on there then on the Big Brother? Uh, Shane, John, John, <laughs> apart John from Burns. yourself, John Burns. John Burns, right? Yeah, what a deal. What, what a lovely, lovely guy, and remains a friend of mine today. Mm. You know, we meet a lot of celebrities when we do these shows, and you spend a lot of time with them, like two weeks, three weeks, whatever. And you know what they say on the telly? They say, you know, it's, it's oh yeah, I love you, and you're my best friend, and we'll be together forever, and all that shit. It, you feel, you kind of feel that way when you're there because it's very real like that. Yeah. Um, but obviously, when you come out, it's like fucking hell. What was that all about? And and you move on. But Johnny B was, uh, yeah, a good guy, and remains but, a good guy. Yeah. But he's one of your neighbours, right? Yeah. He's very close to you. Yeah. yeah. Wasn't so, at the time, funny yeah. enough. But you just ended up. Yeah. Ended up. He was one of my neighbours. Living yeah. close. Well, we we met him. I asked him for a photograph. I'm a massive United fan. Oh yeah. And I was going to give him some stick, but he's quite a big lad in here. I thought yeah, I'd yeah. Oh, better now. <laughs> but uh, we had. A picture and he is a, he is a nice chap that, that was yeah. so cool that day so yeah it was obviously we, we did the open day we were saying on july the 4th last year and um you know shane being in the music you know it's a few calls and before you know it, we've got fats and small yeah, yeah, yeah. in the car park with <laughs> yeah. you know ben you know on the mic and then abs as well from five another close friend of shane's he was doing the bits and then all of a sudden like i'm looking at the kid what's John Barnes doing that, <laughs> <laughs> and he picks up a microphone and he's like, goes and speaks to to, to Rick Live, who's one half of that's as well. It's like, you know, the next minute he's doing this song and he's he does this full on rap, and we were like, what? And everybody's like, you know, around in a circle. I'm like, this is crazy. And then he literally like, he walked back over at the end of it, put the mic down got his Range Rover and left. <laughs> and I said to Shane at the end of the event, I was like, mate, that was amazing. You got John Barnes to do that. He went. I had no idea he was going to do it. <laughs> he just I mean, got he up just and did it. Did it? Come down though. Yeah, yeah. Did you say come down? But you never said do the rapping and stuff. No, hell no. So come down. If you, yeah. He's not even that mad in the cars or anything. I said, look, just go 
bunch of lads, a bit of food, a bit of this, but that, some music, come and say hey, and he just rolled up by himself and <laughs> spit some lyrics <laughs> and rolled off he by himself. Well. Yeah, yeah, it was. I've still got the video on my phone of yeah, that. I mean, so someone Class. asked to see it the other day, and I was like, oh, I've still got that. Yeah. You know, I went through the pictures. Oh, it's yes. crazy. Yeah, some it was absolutely insane. Fair yeah. play. Well, lads, this has been an absolute pleasure. Thank you. Unfortunately, we've got to end it because. I mean, the, the the shop's like, it's closing down, isn't it? The yeah. performance centre yeah. is closing down. We've got to get a car back on it, our car off, all this stuff <laughs> moved yeah. away. I mean, we've not even touched on anything. We've touched on a lot of stuff, but we've not touched on everything. No. So maybe one day. I feel yeah, like too, we'll boys, get ding, back. Ding. Definitely. <laughs> we'll definitely but, do it again. Hey, tell you what would be a good one. What? Your bar, D13. Yeah. Oh, that's what we should do it next for we sure. Should do yeah, it. Yeah, 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 yeah. You had, yeah, the, you had the pleasure of Nathan yeah. and getting you pissed, and now you have the pleasure of me getting uh, you fucked up. Yeah, because this is something that we've not seen. We've not seen this yet. I mean, we know that you like an ale. Right. You know you like a well, beer. And we've st- we've not seen this. And, and uh, I feel like Matt's, Matt's probably Matt's, calling yeah. us all kinds of it's, names in so these cars. So for all of the listeners, it is five to four yeah. on a Friday. Yeah. And we've got a lot to do before yeah. Sunday morning. And oh, what's this really interesting is Shane and the guys are like, look, lads, because you're in on Sunday, let's not do anything on Saturday. And it's like, guess who's coming in on Saturday? <laughs> Me at three o'clock. <laughs> Spinning that around. Nice. There you go. That's the one. That is... You're not a massive fan. You're not a massive Ferrari fan, are you, Lee? Um, I can take it, leave him. But that looks yeah. stunning. Well, it's red, and that's the main thing. Yep, F8, it is. F8 Spider, fully PPF, lads. But to, there it. you go. Perfect. So anybody that wants the Ferrari PPF in, <laughs> come to a set if you want your Ferrari PPF in. Oh, or any other, any, any, any other cars. And a white GT3 RS. Yep, that's it. All happening. Stunner. There we go. Cheers, boys. So, if you want to, anyone listening or watching, want to see this again in D13, send a comment. Yeah. And I'm sure, because you love getting pissed, don't you? Yeah, let's do it when we're drunk, man. And then we <laughs> yeah. can I'll t- I can tell it. you about Ireland and everything. Yeah, that would get well out of hand. Yeah, and just <laughs> for you. Rated him in there. <laughs> well, just for you and just for you. There you go. Outro music. <laughs> there you go. That's it. Chaps, pleasure. Thank Thanks you very much. Thanks, much appreciated. And that's the wrong one. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, See boys. You later. Bye-bye. <laughs>